Welcome to Both Down, episode 89, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. From the shores of Bad Bay. Like the Bad Bay Hackers? Like the Bad Bay Hackers. With a, a pirate coach and an elf that plays on their team. And yeah, a girl just and, a little bit of everything. Right, everything, everything. But I just got to that story in the book. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. We'll talk about that later. You're listening to the sweet voice over there of Steve Campbell, otherwise yeah. known as Kilowoggy. Yes, and a lot smoother now that we have new mics, Mr. Scott Prime. It is, and I really actually legitimately can tell a difference. Oh, no, these are better mics, and we got upgraded arms and brand new pop filters that are, you know, not seven years old or however long we've been doing this. I've decided that since you keep upgrading equipment and all this stuff, and you keep adding to the goodies, like for our tournaments, that... Anytime a female is interested in you, I'm going to keep them away from you so you have extra money to spend on this stuff. <laughs> because that... I live vicariously through you. <laughs> <laughs> so far, it hasn't been a problem. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. These are nice. These are sweet. You got some, what are these called? Mic arms or something? Yeah, mic arms. See? If... We had a couple before, but these are nicer ones. They hold better. And we can actually move them without making a lot of noise. See, if you opened up a Patreon years ago, we could have got these like many, many, many moons ago. I don't want to do a Patreon. I know you don't. I mean, we put stuff on the website. So if people would like to support us, go to bothdown.com and go to the shop. Hey! We'll be putting up <sighs> a lot of stuff after Oklahoma Bowl comes out. And you got a new desk for the studio, so we yeah. can see the monitors. Is that what I hear? It will be put up this weekend. I'm Ooh. sure. So that I'm looking at your monitor right now. Go mm -hmm. to that Excel spreadsheet right there. Okay, which I just made for keeping track of stuff. Yeah, it only took us, I think, three times to do the intro tonight. I noticed you picked the colors. Yeah, the colors you've chosen to label Scott and Steve is the same colors. That are in the Pornhub logo. Because <laughs> I immediately glanced over well, there yeah, and saw those colors, and I thought, what is he doing with Pornhub logos? It's just black and orange, dude. Uh-huh. Sure. Our buddy. logo is black and orange. That is the wrong color. Orange. That's Pornhub orange. We're, we're Ginger Badger orange. Do we have a... Is there a darker orange? <laughs> oh, now we're going to change it. It's okay. It's just red. It's okay. Oh, wait. I mean that? Yeah. That's like a peach color. <laughs> I guess our eyes are just different. I don't know. It's okay. It's this isn't the what the new logo is gonna be Pornhub orange and black. <laughs> <laughs> Both down hub. The down hub. Oh, Steve. People didn't tune in to listen to us talk about your love for Pornhub. Yeah. And but, I even gave you the orange mic. I know, I like that. But you got the red orange mic. Yeah. It's Those are nice. the cables. But they did listen to us, hopefully, for some Blood Bowl action. So what do we have on store today for the people out there? I'm not going to talk about anything we've done since the last podcast, Blood Bowl related. Oh, we can. What do you want to talk about? I have nothing. I mean. <laughs> no, we have to. We've been playing on our league. Eh. Well, you have I haven't. I have. <laughs> you have. Um, let's see. Since the last time I spoke, I was going to save a little bit of this for another segment, but. Okay, we can. But so far, I think it's under four games into the new season. My Dark Elves are undefeated. But we've had journeymen every game except for the first one. Yeah, that, that <sighs> tends to happen. Ugh. Ugh. I've played two games and I've got like three journeymen. 
Oh, you're beat up too? Yeah, it's Norris. Unless they're the first season or second season Campbell Claymores. I did upset the undefeated league champion last year, though. Finally. From last 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 season. Last season. And last episode. And last episode, Michael Grubb. Yeah. I beat him two to one. It was very fulfilling. I just wish I could save that for a a Blood Bowl final. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. It'd be nice to save those up. But, yeah, good game. So, good fun stuff. That's cool. I wish more people would come out to our league nights. Yeah. Has anybody else out there had, like, you put a vote to, like, when you want to do league night, and everybody votes on one particular night, and then they still don't show up? It just happens, man. I I was we, told it's going to change going forward. This weekend was the Las Vegas Open. Yeah. And some of the people that voted to play on Monday nights or went to that. And then after that, they're supposed to be around. So, okay. Well, anyways, cool. How's that for some small blood bowl talk? That works. I got a couple of practice games in with Hess for the world cup. See, I was going to talk to you about that later yeah. in the episode. Okay. Well, let's just move on then. I, I tried and you don't want to do it. You got to do it in, now. You're a control freak. So you want to do something and you're upset that I don't do it. So I'm the control freak. I think we should talk. Because I'm kind of excited okay. to talk about the first segment and then moving forward. So why don't you tell everybody what we're doing today? This month, we're going to have just a couple of segments because we're going to be doing a full-fledged Oklahoma Bowl primer next time, within like two weeks or so. First off, we're going to go into the breakdown of the Blood Bowl magazine. Not the new ones, but the old ones. Right. So that's going to be from here for the next year, maybe, once a month. So that's the plan, folks. So we hope we stick to it. Yeah. But that is the, we're going to try to do one a month. Is that correct? Yeah, there are 12 of the old magazines, and we're just going to do one a month, do a breakdown, what's in them, and go from there. And that's a little bit long, probably. We haven't done it yet, but there's a lot in that first one. So then the second segment's just going to be kind of a hodgepodge of stuff, I guess. Right. We want to discuss a few things, but none of them were really... I want to talk about this Blood Bowl thing. I want to talk about that Blood Bowl thing. I want to talk about another Blood Bowl thing, but there's really no place for it. And instead of having an intro that's like <laughs> 30 to 45 minutes long, I told Steve, let's just do something a little different today. Sure. So so we'll do that, and then we'll wrap up with shout outs. Right. And if you're looking for like a breakdown of... like rules and stuff that that really is not in this going to be in this episode if you're talking about oklahoma bowl spiky cup oh, stuff yeah. no that'll be that will be in the oklahoma bowl weekend primer that's going to be out hopefully 10 days or 10 to two weeks yeah. 10 days two weeks after this episode releases so. of course we know if you haven't heard pete nifton is coming so that's awesome. oh yeah we're gonna plug that all episode oh, yeah. that part we are we're not gonna talk about like make we, sure we've done it before but we'll do it again yeah, you talked to Pete today. And then when he's here, I'm sure we'll probably interview him again. Uh, we better get him on the podcast. Might as well. And then we can lock him up and make him draw pictures for us all the time. <laughs> draw my wall. Do Just it. Do a whole big mural. Do a bigger one. A bigger mural. Make it bigger. Uh, it'd be cool for him to draw like some original art while he's down here. Yeah. And then I take it while he's down here and we go to the tattoo shop and get a tattoo. Of his artwork. That could probably work. That's probably a little creepy, too, but that's okay. Well, other people get signatures tattooed on them. Okay. 
So, I mean, it's creepy, but no more creepy than other All things. All right, me and Steve's going to get a tattoo and nope. Pete Nimpton's in town. Not happening. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the Lord may be perfect. Why would I tattoo it? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, the Lord made me imperfect, so I'm covering up these walls. Uh, that is logical as well. We'll be back. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. Welcome back. So, as we said, we're going to talk about the Blood Bowl Magazine 1. This is the official Blood Bowl Magazine issue 1. Issue 1. Issue 1. Okay. That's what it says. I know. This was <laughs> 3.5 pounds in the UK. Like 5 bucks or so? Uh, it was 6.95 in the US. 6.95? This was 6.95. This came out in, like, it was uh, August 31st, 2000, based on what Jervis wrote inside... Well, there's a lot of money for 2000. Well, it, Steve, I mean, it's a, it's a decent sized magazine. It's a GW magazine. What do you <laughs> expect? <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> Come on now. I'm surprised uh. you didn't have to get this from Forge World or the Black <laughs> Library. It'd be thirty four ninety five now. Uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> I like this copy that you let me look through as we talk about this because it has a signed signature from Jervis Johnson that says, Keep rolling sixes, Jervis. Yeah. I got that when uh, Johnny P sold his collection. And uh, I guess Jervis signed it when he came over for Chaos Cup in like 2003 or so. Oh, that's neat. Something like that. There's something to be said. As much as I like artwork. Yeah. Like we talk about Pete Nifton or the other artists that we don't know their names but do artwork for mm -hmm. the GW New Magazines, the Spike. There's something to be said to see a cool painted team. Like kind of like in an action pose on a cover, like oh, the, the model actual setup. models. Yeah. yeah. So this cover is just a Amazon versus Skaven matchup, and Lucky Luke's on the cover as well. And it's all the models and stuff. I just think it's neat. I've always yeah. liked these little setup things of the models and stuff like that. It's definitely interesting. And if anyone's familiar with the breakdown of the Blood Bowl timeline, this is the beginning of what was it the Golden Era. LRB, well, Virgin 4. It was called the Golden something. I think I have notes later on. Oh, but. okay. Well, this is after third edition, and this is when, if I remember right, they wanted to fix things? Yeah. Supposedly, and this was like the next edition of the rules? So in the, in the very beginning, Jervis is talking about how the things were getting muddied. There's a lot of things out there, like, because before this, there was the compendiums, where there's a bunch of unofficial rules that were through all the fanatic magazines and everything. So this was their attempt to make everything official. In the opening cover, there's this picture of this lady, and it says Black Library Administrator. So this might be like the early days of the Black... I mean, maybe I mean, everything that be. was published was Black Library. Yeah, probably. It's pretty neat. Yeah, so this is their attempt to actually clean things up. So one of the first things that we come across is the fact that with these rules, now you can only use one skill per action. Do you remember this at all? No, we didn't. I mean... So I, you weren't involved like this at, at all? 
So this was the time about when I was in college or finishing up college and none of my current friends at the time was playing Blood Bowl. And I did not, I never owned a copy of second edition. My buddies, Robert owned one. Mm-hmm. Um, my buddy Gary owned one and I owned Dungeon Bowl. So I still had that with me, but of course nobody wanted to play. Yeah. And, um, you know, Blood Bowl at this time felt dead, at least around here. And then I remember being at um, a store called Games Headquarters here in Oklahoma City, which is still open today. But I remember seeing, like, issue four or five, like, in their magazines. And I was like, what the hell? There's a Blood Bowl magazine? And I remember it being pricey. I I couldn't have told you that it was $7. But what I remember at the time is is I couldn't afford to buy it and being a college kid and stuff. Yeah. Or right right after college, you know, like, oh, seven bucks for a magazine on something (laughs) I don't even play, you know? No, I mean, it's logical, yeah. (laughs) And here it is. As a 44-year adult, I'm like, $12.50, that's a good idea. That's great for a magazine. (laughs) Yeah, but we do play it and we do a podcast for it. So, yeah, a little different. It's amazing what you can justify when you use the things you like. Oh, sure. So so in his breakdown at the beginning, there's a few other things that I'll just touch base on. Um, They increase cost of highly skilled players to try to keep them on the team, which I think we go into later on. Um, They're trying to keep the super teams from massacring lower value teams. This is still an issue that's going on now. This is the whole reason that piling on was nerfed is... Back then, you have your super high-value teams, and a new team would come against them, you would kill them. Mm-hmm. And this is technically before the inducements and everything. This is kind of like trying to figure out how to make things equal. Isn't this back when they had the I got my eye on you rule mm-hmm. with fouling, which fouling was a lot more powerful than it is now? Or yes. more harmful, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, I believe that comes back into play as well. So a lot of this is just going to be going through and seeing what is mentioned. Um, yeah, this is they, just an overview, right, Steve? I mean, yeah. we're not going to go over every article. And not every detail. specific thing, but just kind of touch base on everything. So, like, if you went through the, if you found something interesting, you find it. Okay. Um, he does say there's uh, they cut a lot of the old star players because they'd require too many skills, like too many new skills. Okay. So even back then. That's why I think this is interesting, because it's right around the time where they're trying to bring the game back from being kind of dead, and that's what is kind of going on now. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to fix the two powerful teams, the high values, and they're trying to make sure they don't create a lot of new skills, which is something they're trying to do now. Right. Um, He states there's a lot of great stuff, like the wizards and stadiums and balls, etc., not included here on the basis that if I made all this stuff official, then a new coach would get swamped by the sheer number of rules they needed to try and learn. Hmm. hmm. Sounds interesting. <laughs> a little bit of parallel. Right. So I'm just saying, you know, maybe we're going in the wrong direction on things per Jervis's view. Well, I mean, he's not wrong. No, that's what I'm saying. Now we're having that issue of... If you want to play anything, you've got to get, oh, the rules from somewhere, and then this almanac, and then this almanac, and sure. these magazines. and That's been a big complaint, I guess, that somebody brand new can't come up and watch us play at the store and go either, even if it's digitally paying nine ninety five and getting a PDF, or just go pick up this one book. So back in this era, 
All the rules were published on bloodbowl.com. Yeah, that was a GW website, if yeah. I remember right. Yeah, yeah I mean, this, that's what they did. They <sighs> updated the rules, and they put them out there for people to download. I really don't know why the basic rules are not on the GW website. I don't know. I mean, you, you want to sell box sets? You do it just like... I mean, I don't want to turn this into like complaining about GW, because... But... <laughs> Every time they have a new Space Marine set or mm-hmm. whatever, 40K set, it's like, oh, here's the Blood Angels versus the Necrons in this. And so you can get a yeah. starter army in this. I don't know why once a year you don't get a Skaven versus Dwarves. No idea. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it has the rules in there. I just And it could have a different field. And you would buy it. For sure. Other people would buy it. For sure. So, anyway. But, so... It, uh, also interesting is right around this time, he does talk about they're getting new models made. So the Tree Man and the Lizards were in production at that time. That's cool. And they mentioned that they're trying to do dugouts, grandstands, and corner towers to make your own stadium. Golly. I, don't, I guess that never happened. Never, never happened, but it would have been cool. Hmm. But yeah. And then we get into the actual breakdown of what the 4th edition rules were. Now, these rules were... To work with the Blood Bowl Handbook and the Death Zone Playbook, both of which were out at the same time. And like I mentioned, the one skill per action was the big thing that came out from this that people hated. And it eventually gets changed. But at the time of this magazine, it's like if you have Blodge (laughs) and you fail your dodge roll and you use the dodge skill, you can't use it again, which makes sense. Right. Because that's just how it is now. You also can't use block or any other skill you have. That would be crazy if that happened now. Yeah. So like if you were a thrower and you had dodge, accurate, pass, and all that, you get to use one of those skills. That's nuts. It, yeah, like I said, it, it gets changed pretty fast. Uh, they introduce traits versus skills in this. So we know what skills are. Um Right, if I, and you know how we call things negatraits, like the really stupid and stuff. Right, they just call those traits. Yeah, and some other things were traits versus skills, kind of like the extraordinary skills, okay. stuff that you can't take. So they just kind of broke it down that way. Um, so the one thing I did kind of like is picking up the ball. You could choose not to, and it would bounce and not be a turnover. That's that that would change the game a lot. It would be real different. Especially on blitzes and stuff. That would change the game a lot. Yeah. I'm going to blitz this guy just to push him away and let it bounce wherever mm-hmm. and not care. Yeah, I don't I don't know how. I don't know. That might be... In playtesting, they had to probably see that that was too powerful. Yeah. Or just after too much they chaos. did this and then... Yeah. Um, it goes on to introduce the current version of the injury table. And it... In, I don't think it introduces it here, but this is kind of where allied teams get introduced to blood bowl proper because they existed before in the sense of i guess uh, dungeon bowl and stuff mm-hmm. but for blood bowl proper you know you have allied teams that you can take people from so one ally from each allied race was allowed and stars count as that race so a human team if they're allied with halflings and elves or something you could take one halfling, you could take one elf, or you could take a star player from one of those, however. 
Which I don't know how I feel about that. Like, without talking, I mean, we're going to talk about a subject after this segment uh, from the Blood Bowl book. And I was going to bring up, like, how, how in the fluff, there's so many, almost every team is a mixed race team. Oh, yeah. And like we mentioned earlier, the Bad Bay Hackers. You know, they do have other races on that team. And it's a right. human team. And I don't know. It's like from a game, I guess from a fluff point, it, it makes way much more sense than maybe mechanically for a board game. Yeah, for you sure. Because I mean, in the in the fluff of the universe, it's kind of hard to say, look, we only take humans we don't, and that one ogre. But no elves, no dwarves. Right, right, right. Well, what about this other ogre? No, we don't need two. Ogres. No, just, just one's fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And you have to, I mean, it's a game. Mm-hmm. There's fluff built around it. You can do whatever you want in the fluff, but yeah. the game is the game. So uh, You can't use re-rolls on allies, which is kind of like a star player thing. So it kind of makes sense. So if I was a human team mm-hmm. and I had one Norse berserker and he failed a block, mm-hmm. I can't use a re-roll. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. Okay, they don't even have loner. Nope. Okay. There's no loner at this time. Okay. Um, big guys get negatrates, and but they can also do a team of their own because, like, you could have a, a team of ogres back then, a, a team of trolls and stuff. Hmm. But usually they're just treated as allies. Uh, this introduces bull centaurs, the rat ogre, and trolls on the goblin team. Um, this actually puts them on the rosters. Because before they just used to be separate big guys that you could add, but now they're actually put onto the rosters of the team. Okay. Slight difference. So, so you say the goblin team? Or the uh, hobgoblin? Trolls. Trolls oh, would go the, on the goblin team. Oh, on the goblin team. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got Sorry. you. Got you. Interesting. You know, we always talk about there are certain teams that are too good or too cheap. Mm-hmm. Back then, high elves, dark elves, wood elves, and dwarves got a free reroll. Because they're more organized and efficient than the other teams. <laughs> I don't think they need a free reroll. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about how Blood Bowl's an unbalanced game and always has been. Yeah. Later. But the, golly, that would even be bigger deal. Can you yeah. imagine that? I guess <laughs> I'll start my high elf team, my wood elf team. Well, I'm, I can use my money somewhere else because I got a free reroll. Or dwarves, even. Good lord. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. And interest, another thing, back then you had demon teams and you had Brett teams. Uh, I saw that. I saw that in the list. Yeah. And this also introduced the um, chaos teams like Korn, Slanesh, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So a whole bunch of teams there. Um, There's some skill changes. So one interesting skill was Demonic Aura. You have to have a wizard to cast it. Because at this time, you could still get wizards for each team. And you can't modify the armor value or injury roll. But if injured, they vanish. <laughs> I'm going to cast this on this guy. Oh, shit. He's well, it, Yeah, it's weird. It's just a matter of you have to have the wizard to have the skill. So I don't know what happens if you lose your wizard. I guess you can't lose a wizard. No. I don't know. Rules are weird back then. And another thing for the demon team, uh, they have split so that there are pink whores on the team and they would split into two blue ones if they got injured. 
Hmm. And then there was an unstable team that or skill. After a touchdown on a five plus, they vanish for the rest of the game. <sighs> Just weird demonic skills. Man, as we talk about this, I want to run a weird tournament with weird rules. <laughs> we could. Like a dem- demonic tournament. <laughs> we might have a, an, a Nuffleween theme here with some unstable and some split Ooh. and some demonic aura. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Uh, this is also the time that you could purchase secret weapons for your team. So anybody on the team... I think it was exclusively the uh, lineman positions, if I remember correctly. I think I know that's what it was in second edition. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that's what it is here. Yeah, uh, you got your chainsaw, blunderbuss, poison dagger, bombs, and there was two types of those: explosive and steak bombs. See, poison dagger, Steve. Look at that scaven on yep. there, lizardmen. Um, the pogo ball and chain, and the death roller. Yeah, did you see the ball and chain? They have Norse listed for it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. That would be nice on Norse. And team. a lot of teams could take the death roller back then. Ah, oh, it's just weird. So the I got my eye on you rule. First time you fouled, you get the referee marker. And then the next foul, you get called out on anything except doubles. And then it goes to the opponent. Hmm. So you can kind of get away with the, You can try to get away with something once. But then if they you have get caught, eye. they watch you, and then only doubles is going to keep you in the game? doesn't matter if you get caught. So the referee, the first time you do a foul, mm-hmm. the first person to do a foul in the game gets the referee marker. Which okay. Essentially, the referee goes to your side, and he's keeping his eye on you. Mm-hmm. So the next time you foul, then you get called out on anything but doubles. Only, double, only doubles save your guy. Right. Wow. And then the marker goes to the opponent. Hmm. So he's watching them. It took twice as much XP to level up the big guys. And you could actually remove the negatrates on doubles. God, that would be so powerful now. And then to try to combat the higher team values being so good, they instituted uh, appearance fees for anyone over 25 star player points. Hmm. So there was a table that if you're over that amount, you have to pay extra. The next section of the magazine was Fang. So so that's all for like the new rules. Yeah, that was all just a a full update of the fourth edition rules, rules. which they call fourth edition rules. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Next segment or the next article was Fangs Aren't What They Used to Be, which is bringing the vampires into the game. The Vampire Lord. This was back when the Vampire Lords were your player coaches. And it was. So, you have the book, right? Yeah. What they have? Uh, the Vampire Lord is 180 gold, 6 movement, 5 strength, 4 agility, 9 armor, block, dodge, hypnotic gaze, regenerate. That's insane. It's like Count Luther von Drakenborg. Mm-hmm. And they were the player coaches, which is interesting. Another thing, if they died... They don't come back. They do not. The highest star player vampire becomes the vampire lord, but they don't get any of the extra skills or anything. I think that's interesting, but I don't see anybody keeping a team around after oh, that guy dies. No. Well, we're going to bring up the band. Let's start up a new team. <laughs> and if for some reason you don't have any vampires left, your team disbands. 
Like, they just are forced to go away. Hmm. And I, I find it interesting in the fluff here. They bring up a Count Vlad von Drakfang. Yeah. For the, uh, he's a player coach for the Drakfang, Drakfang Thirsters. Hmm. I don't know. Just a funny, funny name. See, then we start talking about the lizards. Uh, there's a nice little fluff story with that. Talking about how they came to be and back on the vampires real quick. Yeah. Did you notice you could have zero to 12 vampires? Oh, yeah. You could have a vampire lord and then zero to 12 vampires. Now, of course, you need the thralls, but man, ah, screw it. I'm just going to take Might as well. a high team value and I have 13 vampires, one thrall, <laughs> and a vampire lord. I don't know. Did they? I know they had to bite people, but I don't remember what this. I don't remember if it was the same rule or not. Let me see here. It says off for a bite. Let me read it real quick and see if it's uh, off for a bite. Roll a d6 for each player with the skill each time you want to set set them up on the pitch. On a roll of four through six, they can be set up normally. On a roll of one through three, they've popped into the crowd to bite a, a lily white neck of a attractive maiden. And who can blame them? Yeah, so they can't be used as drive. So, really, you could it's actually have a better. Yeah, yeah, it's a 50 50, but still. That's why you take twice as many vampires. <laughs> right. And you're, you're fine. Good uh, lord. Not a whole much about the lizards. It's kind of just the same roster it has now. There's Ta- some uh, big fluffy article here, but the, yeah, it's a pretty the, much the same roster. The article's really good. Um, there's no models. Talks about how to make them from fantasy ones. See, I like this. I like that for a company that's into modeling yeah, and maybe they don't want to make a certain type of model, I don't know why they just don't like, here's our best suggestion. Yeah, absolutely. Because people would follow it. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I don't really want Bretonians and uh, the Demons of Corn in there, if they put out an article that said, if you ever want to do this, here's the two box sets you need, yeah. clip the weapons, do this. People would go buy that in a second. For sure. I mean, you're not a modeler, but you would have bought the things, shipped them off to somebody, and got them painted. <laughs> Probably. I mean. Yeah. Right? I mean. Or learn to model. But yeah. Or learn. I'm, I'm just saying, like, naturally, you don't sit around tinkering with modeling. The, the cross-promotion of the other products should be there. Right. I don't know why it's not. Like with the goblins, when the goblins came out, you could have said, "Here's a couple. We're we're working on mm-hmm. some weapons. They'll but be out as soon as we can get them done. The process then, is slow. Until then, here's what we recommend. Yeah. And it's their own products. Buy a box of night goblins. Buy, buy this, a box of this. Buy this and buy this, and you can get your weapons. Yeah. And if you want to be patient, we, we have them coming. That'd be I mean, much better. Whatever. <laughs> they should ask me more ideas. Yeah, they should. But they don't. And <laughs> uh, one thing you would not enjoy is in the did what, did you know there's a team called Jurassic Park Rangers. Yeah, I saw that. That's. <laughs> I mean, you know what they did here though. Hmm. It is a pun name, but they changed the spelling on it. Oh sure, yeah. I mean, not by much. That's at the no 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 not by much at all. Turn the C into a K. But they at least tried. Yes. I mean, if you're going to have a pun team name, at least make it somewhat different so it feels like it's in a different universe. I agree. Jurassic Park Rangers. (laughs) 
Thinking Jurassic Power Rangers. That's I what I was that. thinking. I th- I thought that too, and then it got worse as I thought about it again. Yeah. The park rangers. But you could paint all the lizards a different color and give yeah. them the little emblems. You could. That would be neat. Say we just gave somebody else an idea. That's true. Someone's going to do that. <laughs> so the next segment's Norse. Beer Ain't Everything is what it's called. Back then, the whole Norse roster was 6337. Mm-hmm. That's very similar to how it was. A lot of them were in second edition. If you go back and look at the second edition book. Yeah. Oh, wait. No. I'm sorry. There was a lot of them that were like that, but I'm, I'm thinking of werewolves. Just disregard. <laughs> okay. I say about the werewolf team that was just, it's a werewolf until it turns into. Right. It's a human until it turns into werewolves. Yeah. But they did have like Norse linemen, and then you had to frenzy them up by letting them go berserk. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they had to writhe on the ground and stuff too. I, be- I believe so. To work so. themselves up yeah. in frenzy. So. so this, I mean, they're humans, so they didn't give them anything special. 6337, kind of like the Amazons. They had regular catchers with catch instead of the current ones. But there are no ore foreigners and no ice trolls. Well, the Swedish guys proved that you don't need any of those things. It's true. To win Chaos Cup like a couple years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> but they're really good. So. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they went back to... Th- this is where they changed... Uh, well, this is not where they changed it, but there's a fluff article in here about the Norsha Rampagers, and it talks about how they used to be known as the Vinheim Valkyries. Yeah. Stuff like that. So I always like seeing stuff like that. Yeah, the, the fluff stuff is really fun. Um, next segment we have is the Amazons. Talk about the story of the Valkyries of the Norse segment settlement Skeggy in Lestria left and founded their own colony. See? This is why I have a Norse team called the Skeggy Blue Storm. So interestingly enough, there is a famed dwarf adventurer who's mentioned in there, called Snorri Iron Shoes. Kind of like Snorri the Quiet, who I named after the horse. Mm-hmm. Iron Shoes, like... Like horseshoes? Yeah. You like that? I'm completely independent of each other. Dude, that is very interesting. We're all brilliant. I guess so. Did you know I found Skeggy before I read this article? No. When I named my team the Skeggy Blue Storm... Yeah. I read it from an old like Warhammer thing about oh. how it was a small se- settlement. Yeah. And I thought that would be a perfect excuse to use <laughs> female and male models yeah. for a Norse team. Or if I really wanted to, I could turn them into Amazons. I thought that's why you did this. No, it wasn't from this. Oh. I, this the- I have read this before, but it was after I did my research oh. for my own team, the Skeggy Blue Storm. Well, that's even better. Right. Since they are Norse it and made Amazon. Me, yes. It, this made me like really happy. Like, see what you can do if you... That's amazing. You research your Blood Bowl team and where they come from and boom. So... The thing in here that kind of really blew my mind is, you know, Lucky Luke is in here, in here right? Mm-hmm. So Lucky Luke, if you're not familiar, he's an old unicorn that used to be able to play for the Amazons. Did you know he had like the butt little tattoo like the ponies did? What? So if you look, so in the inside the magazine cover. Oh, wow. It has a colored picture of the Amazon team, kind of like the Spike magazines yeah. have. Painted miniatures. Who's Lucky that? Luke on his right butt cheek. What do they call that in My Little Pony World? Cutie um, marks? Cutie mark, yeah. He has a cutie mark looking thing on That's his awesome. butt. That's awesome. So I thought that was kind hmm. of neat since you're a brony still. Yeah. You still hmm. dress up? 
I've never dressed up. Right. Okay. But I haven't even watched anything in a while. Hmm. Yeah. They got a new girl on there. I just didn't care. Right. So anyways. She was a dude. You liked it. Uh, Lucky Luke. <laughs> Uh, he's 10, 4, 4, 8. No hands. Okay, sprint. you're ahead of me on the sheet here. Okay. That's fine. Go. Oh, I just found him. Lucky Luke. Unicorn Blitzer. Yep. So 10, 4, 4, 8. No hands. Sprint. Sure hooves. Horn. and Razor sharp claws or horn. So Lucky Luke. And then previously in the fluff of the thing, mm-hmm. they mention one of the players from 2499, Nikita de Besson from Pretonia. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Nikita, Basson, okay. and Luke, L-U-C. Okay. La Femme Nikita was a movie right. from French director Luc Basson. Are you saying this is an ode? 100%. This whole time, Lucky Luke is named after Luc Basson, the French director. That's pretty cool. That was That blew my mind. So does he have a horn too? I don't believe so. Although I think he is known for possibly banging his actresses. Huh. So well, a man of power banging his actresses. Yeah, imagine that. That <laughs> never happens. I need to start a movie. <laughs> I just I saw that and I'm like, oh wow. The team profile here. This is where I was disappointed. Yeah. Just because it's easy to like default to like. Oh, we're the the Skaven All-Stars. Yeah. In my brain, only the Chaos All-Stars get to be Chaos All-Stars. Didn't you name your goblin team the Goblin All-Stars? Mm-mm. Well, for our Blood Bowl League. Yeah. But that was like a different fluff reason. <laughs> okay. It wasn't my goblin uh, yeah, team. Yeah, it's true. They were My goblin were team is the Blood Moon Lunatics. Well, yes, but. Yes, in the we fluff had the of green our All-Stars. league, we had the Green All-Stars. And we had the Mighty Moot All-Stars. But you're right. They were an actual All-Star team. And I don't mind All-Star teams, but like, it's kind of like saying the Pittsburgh Steelers Steelers are these All-Star Steelers. For an American, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel right. And I just wish they would have had some other team name in here for an Amazon team. The team in the team profile is called the Amazon All-Stars. Yeah. You know, whatever. But they have some cool, like... The fluff is cool, and even some of the the Hall of Fame. Did you see this? That this is Bjork. Um, is it Callisto? Bjork, Callisto, Sonia, Red Wolf. So like Red Sonia. Oh yeah, I think those are kind of neat. See, they even named. It some- wasn't Red Wolf a Marvel Indian guy? Yeah, but I have I doubt that has anything to do with this. Why not? Sonia was a Red Sonia was a comic by okay. Marvel. That's true. And see, down here in the famous Amazon teams, I'm not even going to even try to pronounce these names because they're all spelled Azteki and stuff. But <laughs> okay. but they name a whole bunch of teams on here. and Yeah. I don't know. I guess they were trying just to establish that there is an all-star Amazon team. Okay, fair enough. Whatever. So when we get to the star players list, which is next, there's a lot of star players that are not in the game anymore. Like Bashy or Basher, the river troll? Yep. Um, we got Bogey Dungbreath, who's a snotling. Dude, he's awesome. He has six armor. Gee. Uh, <laughs> Clearwater Everglade, a wood elf thrower. Okay. Deathblow, a human blitzer. Okay, so I think he's featured like in one of these later magazines for this. I don't know. 
That that sounds really familiar. Like he's a human. Is he a human? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is human blitzer. I believe one of like the store leagues, like GW league guys, yeah. has a character named Deathblow, and like he's oh, okay. really good. So this is probably from like their own leagues. And that stuff. makes sense. Uh, Dor- I mean, if we do every magazine, we're gonna run into Deathblow one sure. way or another. We'll just have to remember. Uh, Dorjak Sureclaw, Chaos he, Mutant. He's a second edition guy. Gorlim Goreblade, Chaos Warrior. Second edition guy. Gregor Meissen, Human Catcher. Second edition guy. Guillermo, or I don't know, Guillarme. Guillarme. Plutonian Squire. Interesting. Six, two, five, seven. Five agility. Two strength, though. Five agility. It's really good. <laughs> okay. Get to new Uh Hargan the Ard, Dwarf Blitzer. That's interesting. Um, Hoshi Komi, Human Catcher. Yeah, he's an old second edition guy. So what Steve is doing here is naming ones that we haven't heard of traditionally. Well, that we don't have in the fluff now. Right, because really. he passed up on like Hackflim, Scuttlespike, and uh, Borak. Yeah, stuff, stuff that like we have that. in already. Right. Uh, Jules de Bergerac, Bretonian Grail Knight. Hmm. Um, you got to just hate the skink and the lizard ones. Catch me <laughs> if you can. The skink. Well, they spelled it really different, though, because if you would ask me to pronounce that, I probably would not have got catch me if you can. <laughs> but that, that's pretty good. Catch, uh, uh, catch me if you can. Yeah. A lucky Luke. Ramaket the mummy. Where's that at? Ramaket? Oh, you're on the next page already. Ramaket. Huh. I wonder if he's like, no, he's a mummy. Yeah. I was just wondering if like he turned into Sekteth. No, I don't think so. No. Um, so you want to do the Crocs score that comes coming up? <laughs> oh, sock it to me. Yep. Oh, God, they're it's horrible. all one word. They're horrible. This is somebody on the staff thinking they're being really funny. Yeah. Term Red Venom's on here though. Yeah. Dark uh, Elf Blitzer. Man. If I you, miss him. If you go back and get a Term Red Venom model from second edition, it's badass. It might be one of my favorite models I've done. Yeah. It is cool. Uh, Valen Swift, High Elf Phoenix Warrior. Yeah, that's when they or didn't Valen. know what he, they didn't know what to do with him. William Toilet, Bretonian Squire Thrower. So William Will, Toilet, kind of like William Tell. Uh, okay. Wishbone the Skeleton. Okay, as dumb as that is, I kind of like Wishbone. You know what's worse? I think of the dog. Remember from the PBS oh, show? It could be a skeleton dog. Where he, where he goes around chasing other bones. Ugh. I like this. Bring back Wishbone. Uh, just Wither Grasp, the Chaos Mutant. No double drill at that moment. No, uh, but it's definitely him because tentacles, two heads, prehensile. Okay. Rag Bone Snapper. He's a ghoul. And then Zorn Ukrag. Ukrag. He's a Chaos Dwarf. Yeah. So you know something unique by some of these, any of these things, just by glancing at them? No loner. Not only that, do you notice anything else? Mm-mm. Look at the cost of the players. Okay. Do we ever have a player that cost 135 gold pieces? Oh, they end in five. They end in fives. Some no. Of them, some of them do. 175,000 gold pieces. Huh. No, I didn't even notice. Good Lord. Zug is cheap. He's like 120 gold pieces. What? Mm-hmm. He's four five two nine with block mighty blow. That's all he has. I would take it. 
<laughs> Morg is only 190. And he's 6'6", six, six, block Mighty Blow, throw teammate, thick skull. Hmm. I think this was also when you really rostered him, too, instead of inducing him. It probably is, but so since, I just noticed the fives in there, and we don't yeah, have that anymore. that's true. Um, then we get to the new team lists. Uh, we got the Bretonian, the demon teams, as I mentioned, Corn, Nurgle, Slanesh, and Zench, and then Snotlings as a team of their own. Four trolls, 30 Snotlings. That's crazy. Golly. I think at the time, still, they only took up half a space in the game. Oh, is that probably why? So you could field 22 Snotlings. Okay. Something like that. In the second edition, like on one of the, I believe it was on the back of the yellow book, which is a star player book, there's mm -hmm. a team called the Death Wish. And somewhere in the fluff or whatever is a Snotling team that just has trolls. So I'm assuming that's where this comes from. Okay. I don't know for sure, but well, maybe so. Hmm. And then our next article we have is you're barking up the wrong tree about tree men. Dude, you missed the, the worst part or the best part of this thing. What's that? The ad? The advertisement of all this old stuff. Oh, yeah. Dude, you ought to try to like mail them and say, I need to get this ordered because you have a mail-in list right here. <laughs> well, we'll get to sort of that at the end. They have a full list of all the Blood Bowl miniatures they have. Oh, do they really? Mm -hmm. Okay. This is really, I, I love seeing old ads just oh, because I agree. like to compare prices like Amazon's two pounds each. <laughs> Lucky Luke, 3.5 pounds. I mean, at the time, you could get a Lucky Luke model or this magazine. That's true. I mean, that's compared to now, where it's, I had to spend a lot of money on Lucky Luke. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, true. I was going to say, if he just came to the stores, he would probably be about the cost of a magazine. Uh, that's well, maybe But he not. wouldn't come to the store. He would just be Forge <laughs> no. World, and he'd be he'd twice be as Forge much. Forge World, and he'd be $35. Uh, You're barking up the wrong tree. Tree Men in Blood Bowl by Andy Hall. And this has a lot of fun stories about the trees. I like how they give credit to people who wrote the stories and yeah, stuff. They do that in the new magazines. I know. I wish Not they did the, the art. I wish they did the art. Yes. I really do. Not Just I, so I, we could acknowledge them. We actually did. Someone tweeted out. I know it'll probably take me a while to find it, but someone tweeted out one of the artists of Blood Bowl and asks us if we saw that. And it was a woman by the name of Rachel Pierce. Okay. And she has done some Blood Bowl stuff. She's done it. Along with a lot of 30K and 40K stuff. There's uh, a such thing as 30K, Steve? Apparently. Okay. That's what it says. Warmongers, 30K, Horus Heresy, etc. Oh, okay. Um, and I actually I was able to find a page that supposedly was her art page and sent her a request like, hey, we'd like some more info, but never heard back. Okay. So I thought that was kind of neat. We actually do know somebody. One or two people. Yeah. So you're barking up the wrong trees. Treatment and Blood Bowl by Andy Hall. Mm -hmm. I already love where this is going. It talks about Treatment, but it says famous Treatment. And I love some of these names. <laughs> Elmer Blackroot. Like Elmer's Glue? Maybe. Willow True Branch. 
Had to be the precursor to Willow Rosebark, right? Probably. And then Timber Staunch Trunk. That's a good. That's a great name. Yeah. Is that talking about his? Root? Oh, ma- maybe. The guy has a big root. But speaking of timber, uh, they actually had that skill back then. That's how trees stood up. If you had people around them to help, they got up easier. Hmm. Is it on here? It's not a particular skill. It's just how trees. Oh, act just how worked. they interact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, yes. And they spell it the goofy. I hate how they say timber mm-hmm. and spell it that way. But yeah. that's how it was. So I guess I should say hats off to the guys for recognizing maybe an old rule and bringing it back. Well, that, argue the call, the poison blade. There's a lot of things that they did reach back into the fluff for, which is really cool. That's cool. And, you know, some of the star players and stuff. Let's see, one of the final things we have is the Q&A, where they ask some questions. Just kind of generic stuff, nothing too amazing. But... It does mention that pit trap and trampoline trap would work after a touchdown was scored. What? You have to end your turn holding the ball. So you would activate that before the turn ends because it's at the end of the turn or whatever. So they could be flung out after they score the touchdown. Oh, that'd be awful. It would. So if you're not familiar with that, that was for sure an old inducement. Yeah, start uh, special play cards. And they're still in the new. I think they're still in the new game too. Uh, I don't know because <laughs> we don't use the new cards. No, but it wasn't the old ones, and that was like you wanted the pit trap so you could drop somebody in a pit and the ball. Oh up. yeah, or you'd project somebody into the stands or make them land or whatever. Or you set up perfectly and try to, and in the playoff game they just go the wrong way and land, no problem, walk in. Stupid Scott's team. Oh, yeah, that happened to me, didn't it? Mm-hmm. To my undead team. Had you perfect. Yeah. Like, most of the ways, you were dead. But nope. Well, that's how it goes. Um, then they've got the community page, which kind of just talks about the upcoming articles in that community page. We'll have new rules, experimental rules, and unofficial house rules, and lists where the articles about Blood Bowl are. And then the very end has the complete Blood Bowl catalog. Yeah, it's like four or five pages just full of goodness. You could, and it's oh, pretty much so good. every Blood Bowl model they ever made. There's oh. a couple left off, I guess. It's so delicious here, though, especially if you're into like the third edition models. Yeah. That's, oh yeah, they actually have pictures too. Yeah, they have pictures because later on they actually have just the breakdown. There you go. And then they have the breakdown of everything ever. ever. And they do list the Chaos Dwarf Blunderbuss. So, I don't know if that actually makes him considered a legit Blood Bowl model or not. Hmm. Because I never took him to be a legit model. I never did either, but maybe that was just one of those things where they said it could be used in But in later the magazines, they kind of have other stuff added as well, so. Hmm. Maybe See, been... once again, they're trying to cross-pollinate That's true. the cells, which they could do now. They really should. So, and then at the very end, you have another colorful page at the end of the magazine inside of like painted teams and stuff which i love i love this stuff so yeah beautiful stuff so that's a breakdown of the first magazine uh like i said it's kind of that one is mainly just like hey we're getting the game back together so here's a big breakdown of the rules changes and stuff no it's cool 
Oh, I wish I had a signed copy of Jervis Johnson's Blood Bowl magazine. I know. You're just not cool enough. I'm not. So sad. So sad <laughs> for you. So maybe we should try Blood Bowl Lee with those, those rules, Steve. What do you think? No. No, no, no. <laughs> Man. Although I do like the ball bouncing one. Okay, without spoiling it, in issue two, doesn't Jervis Johnson begin the issue saying, if I remember right, like saying, okay, so there was a lot of feedback. <laughs> there was to a lot some of, of the feedback. new rules. Yeah. And let's fix this again. Mm-hmm, pretty much. Okay. And like I said, everything was done online at the time bloodbowl.com. They had a forum, they had email that you could take. When I got back into starting to play Blood Bowl while we were still playing Hero Clicks like crazy, mm-hmm. I got on the GW forums for a while. And maybe about a year before they were like, we're killing all these forums. And I was like, what? I yeah. just found all this. And that's in the early days of like, it's so cool. If I have a rules question, I can go here and ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the good old times. <laughs> and the internet was very simple. Yeah, it was interesting. All right. And, you know, Blood Bowl now still has an email address. Not that they put it in any of their information or any of their magazines or anything. But anytime someone asks, like, online a question, JYT will pop in and be like, just you can email us here. Hmm. Like, well, how am I supposed to know? Although I don't go to the web page. Might be on the web page for all I know. There is a current web page, right? Yeah. Do they uh, Have they put rules up there? I, I mean, no. we've been mad-mouthing that. They need to put the rules up, but there's I haven't checked it to be I honest. I haven't either, but can't imagine I'll go there now and look. There's a how to play and getting started. And it says here, buy this starter set. The rule, rule book and reference sheets are in the bo- in the box. Yeah. I figured not, but it does have a thing for Blitzball though. That's neat. I wonder if we're ever gonna see anything else from that. Where to buy? Barnes & Noble or EB Games in Canada. Hmm. All right. This is well, so dumb. Yeah. Well, that's UW for you. Everybody who wanted it still went out and found it, so. Yep. I mean, they can't say that you didn't find it. So hmm. that wraps up this segment. I hope you enjoyed the fluffiness of the past. Um, I don't know what else to say. It's definitely a different time. Can you imagine playing a league and getting that? I mean, I think back to when we had a league, a white dwarf would come out with some new rules and we'd immediately make the changes mid-season. Yeah. Okay. Now anybody can hold a chainsaw. <laughs> can you imagine getting that in the middle of your season and just some, have it be like, somebody what? like Junior High Scott going, no, no, these are the rules. This is how it is. <laughs> you got to play the new rules, man. You got to play the new rules. This, this is bull crap. What? By the way, I'm going to start a vampire team next season. <laughs> Well, I remember when we started, you didn't take Kemri because we were right in that transition before fifth edition. Right. And you knew we we knew they were going to change. We just didn't know how. Right. Because the I remember the rule book I downloaded back when they had the living rule book. It mm-hmm. was it said living rule book five experimental like edition or whatever. Yeah. And it said the following rules might be changing. And I was like, I ain't taking a team until I know for sure that they're not gonna change. And they did. So I'm glad I waited. Hey, well, we'll wrap this up and then we'll come back with just a hodgepodge of stuff. Yay, cast blood bowl. (laughs) 
All right, we're back for our second segment and our final segment, which is going to be a lot of tiny segments put together. It's like a Lego Blood Bowl ball. It's made up of a bunch of little pieces, and it is still all Blood Bowl-ish. Okay. You like that? Uh, Yes. A Blood Bowl puzzle? Lots of pieces? One big picture? Yeah, but they don't really... They don't fit together. It's just kind of... Would a Blood Bowl puzzle sell? Would you buy one? Yeah. If GW made a Blood Bowl puzzle? Do you see they're doing a Saturday morning cartoon for 40K? No. Yeah. You know that Young Adventurers stuff? No. So, I guess 40K has decided to put out the... Oh, for like kids? Yeah, the kid thing. They're going to do a cartoon. Interesting. Is it going to be on one of the many networks that want to charge me twelve ninety nine a month? Yeah, I don't. I didn't see where it's going to be, <laughs> but um, what happens if they go to Blood Bowl? Because I don't know forty k well enough, but Blood Bowl would make a decent cartoon. It could. Well, it could. I mean, they could kid it up some. And... I don't know what I'm basing this on because the comic book series haven't been all that great, but they're also just introductory. That's okay. Speaking of this, yeah. let's let's go to the first subtopic I have here. Okay. Um, topic two A. Two A. Death on the Pitch is an anthology the book. book. The yeah. book. Um, I guess it's only sold through the Black Library. Is that correct? As far as I know, yeah. And you picked up our copies at the Citadel, right mm-hmm. down in yeah, uh, Grapevine. Grapevine, Texas. Yep. Um, I read the first story. I'm about halfway through. I believe there's 10 short stories. Is that right? Am I saying that correctly? The the word 10? That is how you say 10, No, is there 10? You're checking. You're supposed to help me out here, bud. I believe there's 10 to 12 stories. There appears to be 12. There's 12 stories. Okay. I thought it'd be maybe interesting to maybe read a story or talk about maybe one of the stories a month without giving away too many spoilers and just our thoughts on the stories. I don't know. I read the first short story. I wish you would have told me that and I would have waited because I'm now, you know, five stories past that. And I forget what the first one was. Well, you think that we would talk. Okay, so the first short story is a is about a guy who has a team. Yeah. And one of his players. The Manglers, the Manglers never lose. Is it the Manglers? Yeah. It's the Manglers. Written by Josh Reynolds. Okay. Uh his star one of his star players is found, you know, assassinated or whatever. Right. So he's like, God, I need him for the game and blah, blah, blah. So they go through and they get a guy to resurrect him and he becomes a zombie player. Mm-hmm. And it just goes through the whole process of you know getting him into the stadium and you know trying to fool everybody and just pass him off as like, oh, he's still alive. No, he's right. cool. I thought it was – I don't know how to say this without sound. I don't mean any disrespect at all. It was a good story, maybe – and okay, if you or grading it, and we have like okay, good, and great, it was an okay to good story. So, so let, it, me, let me let me finish okay. real quick, okay. and then you can talk. In my brain, as I'm reading it, it's an okay to good story. Mm-hmm. Now, if you said what is bad about it, yes, I would say, well, I don't really necessarily know. I think so, I do. So, I think in my brain. When I come up with ideas and we role play Blood Bowl, our stories, I guess, are tailored to things we enjoy and like about Blood Bowl. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas this is obviously another person's ideas and away he goes. And so it's not exactly like we would see it in that universe. Does that make sense? Because the Blood Bowl comic yeah. was not bad. No. But if, if we had that category of bad, okay, good, great, it's probably in that okay to good in in the middle. It's, yeah. It's okay. It's just okay. It's not great. So I think reading this, reading the comics and everything, I think what the problem is is it's a very short story. It there's not not enough time for there's, them. There's no depth to it. There's no getting to know the players. There's no dragging it out. It's it was meant for very short form, like not even a novella or anything. This is, you know, you buy an ebook that is, you know, 40 pages Okay, so or something. these were ebooks first yeah. and then they they collected them together. Yeah, so I really think that Part of the issue is where they're so short, you don't have time to get into anything. You don't know the teams, you don't know the players, you don't know the motivations. It's very simple and formulaic in the sense of we're going to start with Jim and Bob, it's going to be a game, and we're going to have someone A have a problem B s- and get solved C. You say that, but with the, like, I, I think back of, I'm aging myself definitely, but yeah. like, 20 years ago when like the Star Wars books had like tales of Jabba's palace tales of with characters you knew is is that the difference mm, yeah. is that so like if this little short story was about um Ricardo Verminelli I would have loved it more because Probably. we've heard of him before Ricardo Verminelli who plays for you know the he wants to get into the gouged eye and this is blah 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 he died and somebody was trying to get him resurrected to go play for the gouged yeah. eye instead maybe so now it's, again, no slight to any of these people. Star Wars, if we're going to go do that, you know the story of Skippy the Jedi droid, right? No, I do not. You don't remember that? Is it Peter David story? I thought it was in the... I guess it wasn't that one. It was the Bounty Hunters one, maybe? Anyways, I, it was R5-D4. Okay, okay. Where he was actually force-sensitive and decided to blow his own motivator because if he didn't... Was then, that in the short stories about, like... Like the X Wings and all that. Uh, maybe I don't know where it was. I, I read the Bounty Hunter one and I read the um, Jabba okay. Palace one, and there was one other one out there for sure. So those stories are written by people who know that universe very well because it is Star Wars. Well, that, that's the next thing. I was and gonna... they love it. I don't know this Josh Reynolds guy. He may only just be writing it because it's, uh, you know, it's a job. Sure, that's a, that was my next yeah. thing I was going to ask is is. I've heard from people who love like Warhammer 40k and stuff that like the Black Library 40k books and stuff are actually really good. Yeah, but they're also very big. And when you have someone like Dan Abnett writing, he's an amazing that, writer. Exactly. My, my next thing was is like I wonder if these guys have ever played a Blood Bowl game. Well, I'm sure they have, but I, and again, I'm not trying to disparage them, but it may not be as great in their mind as maybe Star Wars is for someone else. Okay, that's what like, I'm saying. I, like the third story in here, right? Uh, the Bank Job, mm-hmm. written by Andy Hall. Okay. Andy Hall from Blood Bowl Magazine. Right. Andy Hall. The fourth one's by Matt Forback. There's people in here, Gav Thorpe. I mean, he's big into Blood Bowl. Andy Hall. Okay. So these people do know Blood Bowl. Okay. And I, I still think it's just... The whole not getting what you want and just kind of shallow. They're not meant to be 
great, amazing stories. You're saying they're not given enough time to really bring us in. I think so. Okay. See, the next or thing I was not gonna, as I know this doesn't really yeah. matter, but like playing a role playing game mm-hmm. when you you DM or you're the dungeon master, or whoever the storyteller, yeah. Um, you build a universe and a story, or you try to. I never enjoyed reading. Remember when DC Comics had the Dungeons and Dragons um, license? So they had an Advanced Dungeons and Dragons comic. Oh, the comic they had yeah. a Forgo- Forgotten Realms comic. Yeah. They had a Spelljammer comic. I tried those. Yeah. I never got into any of those except marginally the Forgotten Realms title. I really enjoyed that for some reason. That's the only one I connected to, even though I never played the Forgotten Realms role-playing game at all okay so like i had no connection to it at all which might have been why i enjoyed it because i didn't know anything previously Mm -hmm. while i didn't play like hardly any dungeons and dragons i knew about some of the lore and stuff like that therefore when i saw it i was like that's not how i would have created it in my mind and that is possible yeah and maybe that some of this with blood bowl is like we play blood bowl seasons i know at least I do between this. I think of stories in between as the campaign goes and how players develop. And maybe I create a story that I think is just unique and perfect for the blood bowl universe where somebody else writes something different. Was it in the dark elf spike? when We were talking about how they were a little bit goofier than we expected. Mm. Remember something like that, but it might've been, we, they were more comical than, yeah, than you know the the cold blooded killers, and that's that we... that's one of the things you know we have in our mind a certain way the Blood Bowl universe is, and when this is a little bit more comedic or a little bit more, you know, slapdash or haphazard or you know, it just doesn't feel right for some reason. Whereas like Could... a Star Wars anthology book, we already know that that's established. Yeah, and we didn't have to create so much in our minds, so mm-hmm. then we, therefore we accept whatever they write. Yeah. I don't know. Because I, I, we you have all that filled in visually and everything. There's certain rules that you have to do. And maybe it's because they just have more freedom. I don't know. Okay. Well, if you haven't got to death on the pitch, I did enjoy the first story. I thought it was No, I enjoyed it, yeah. Um I I do think it's we talked about in the first segment how like it feels like in the Blood Bowl universe when the you you know, you read about it, every team's a mixed race team. Yeah. Which really you know like mechanically as a game, you can't do that. But that's really probably how it would be. It's like this is the Orkland Raiders. They're mostly orcs. They're owned by an orc owner, but they decided to go ahead and try to work with this Skaven because yeah. he's really known for his passing skills or or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so question for you: mm-hmm. Take this story, put it in a comic book format. Would you enjoy it more? This particular story, yeah. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> it is short enough, or this could have been like a one-shot episode, like a one-issue comic, one-issue yeah. story. Yeah. Which I also thought about the old comic, the the comic that just came out that was four issues. If they just did little one-off short stories, mm-hmm. and it was like they started off with a Jim and Bob for each one of them. Let's go to this tale. Yeah. Similar to what Pete's doing for. For Blood Bowl magazine, mm-hmm. except a longer story. Yeah. That might be more interesting than trying to 
drag out four issues of something that we're not a hundred percent into to begin with. I'm just saying maybe that again that goes back to the whole it just there's not enough there to really make it exceedingly great. It is just enough there to be good. Right. Anyways, it was interesting. I was just curious on your thoughts. I do want to read more, and I think when we do read them, we ought to just talk about them. Okay. At, at the very least, say, like, yeah, I really enjoyed this story. I really did yeah. not enjoy this story. I've, like I said, I'm five or six stories in. I've enjoyed them all. Okay, well. There's been a couple that. My goal is to try to yeah. read one every, before the each episode. And, okay. And just do it and stuff. So. Sure. Anyways, it was cool. You you should pick it up if you're a, if you're a Blood Bowl fan and you enjoy fluff stuff. You yeah. still should pick it up because you'll see a lot of those names from the universe of Blood Bowl and stuff like that that we love. I will say that that does kind of draw me out sometimes when I hear terms and stuff just thrown in. It feels kind of forced. Sometimes, like, oh, look, he's going for it, or oh, oh I've got the that's not what I'm talking about. I'm yeah. just talking about like the player names, yeah, and, and stuff like that. But sometimes, like, I can't remember the story, but one of them just felt kind of forced where they just kept throwing in throwing in a term from term the game here yeah. and there. And I'm like, eh, okay, whatever, they might be made to do that. Like, if you can get absolutely some of these in, and again, if, if GW is kind of forcing their hand on stuff, that can limit their ability well, to. Well, hell, if I had. They paid me to write a story. I'd listen to them. Oh, so. I'd write a story in a heartbeat. Yeah. All right. Let's move on from Death on the Pitch story. To the most amazing book ever, Joe Journeyman, NFL Volume 1. What does this have to do no, with Blood Bowl? No, it has Bowl? nothing to do with Blood Bowl. It's dumb. it says Journeyman? Yeah, I found this oversized, stupid Where's Waldo-like book, the Joe Journeyman, where you got to find Joe and his pals in all these different stadiums. Well, that's kind of neat if you're into football. So what does this have to do with Blood Bowl, Steve? Because it's just Journeyman? This is just a Journeyman. It's kind of football related. So he's a loner? He looks kind of like a werewolf. Look. He looks like a werewolf. That guy. Well, that guy does. Copycat. Okay. All right. It's it's just dumb. He found it at Dollar Tree for a dollar. It was a dollar. I can't pass that up. No, that's cool. Joe Journeyman. That's what I'm going to name my next Dark Elf Journeyman. (laughs) All of our Journeymen are now Joe Journeyman. I got tired of looking up Dark Elf names for all my journeymen this season. <laughs> yeah. So I have like a pile of five last names and five first names, and I'm just intermittently changing them <laughs> to when I eventually keep a journeyman. I'll, you know, they're different people every time. Sure. So, anyways, it's interesting. Okay. I just can't not jam- name a journeyman. They all deserve names. They're players, damn it. Not until they get hired. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve doesn't give them names. <laughs> I do sometimes. There's a lot of people in our league that don't give names at all. Drives me insane. Yeah. All right, next topic. I, after Joe Journeyman, I want to talk about, I believe his name is Kiroth Krakenai. Yeah. The Dark Elf Squid Guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I want to say he's awesome. Okay. But. Then say he's awesome. In my one game that I got to use him, he was awesome. Like his tentacles was a pain in the butt because so it just. What, what team was this? I'm you sorry. Uh, Dark Elves. Yeah. You looking for him right now? Why sure. don't you throw up the stats and all his cost and all that stuff really quick? All, all right. right. So it's Kiroth Krakenai, who apparently is a Corsair Prince. He's 170, 7348, loner, disturbing presence, foul appearance, tentacles, pass block, and tackle. So I had this money. Yeah. 
And really, what I should have took was like a wandering apothecary. But I was like, I need players anyways. You know, why not hire a star player that I've never got to play before? So I was and like, who were you really going up against? I was going against uh, Michael Grubb. Okay. The and his Necro? Necro team that's been undefeated. The amazing Necro team. So I put Crack and I in there and I tied up people. And it was annoying because it made him like rethink like, well, shoot, do I block this guy off or mm-hmm. do I try to break away with tentacles and stuff? And like, he was a bigger factor than he ever should have been. And it was awesome. <laughs> and I had this like monster looking model that had tentacles so I could even justify it. Yeah. I really enjoyed having him on my team. Hmm. So like, yeah, I know he's probably not worth it, but like the experience of it. And then we won the game with him on the team. Really helped out. I, I believe even threw a pass and stuff. So Ooh, like, fancy. Yeah. He's a good player. Thumbs up. Okay. I have not used him, so I can't say, but yeah. I think I had enough to get Elijah Doom, I think. Was that his name? Elijah Doom, 190 Dark Elves. Yeah. 6349. See, I think nine. I had exactly 200. Okay. And so I took the... Um, I took Crack and I just because I thought I'd never take him. And we know and Elijah you have the Doom. Model. Yeah, and Elijah Doom we know is a good player. Yeah. And then I think I took like the free cheerleaders or whatever that you can get for like 30000 Oh, yeah. I forgot about those. But it didn't factor because it never came into. Yeah. Never came into play, but Kiroth, Crack and I is pretty awesome. And it makes me want to get. I know there was a tournament, I think, by the Anything But A One guys. Right. That it was had Elf it, Olympics. That had a Kiroth Kraken eye, and if uh, Trumpkin is listening, I really wish he would like mail us if he has any extras of those because I, I don't sure think like he to does. Get one. But oh, yeah. yeah, he doesn't go by Trumpkin anymore. Twelfthman. Twelfthman. Mm-hmm. He's not a fan of Trump anymore. No. What is that Trumping? What is a Trumpkin? I don't know. Is that like a little sprite? That's what I think of when it, that was his nickname. Uh, he's from Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, okay. So Trumpkin really is a He's a dwarf. Dwarf. Okay. Okay. That's funny. A guy who loves Loves elves elves. was named after a dwarf. But now he's 12, man. Okay, well. So it fits. Yeah. Um, So there's Kiroth Krakenai. You have anything you want to bring up before I bring up my next subject? No, because I know what you're going to talk about and what I want to bring up will go along with that. It will. Should. Okay, let's talk serious for just a second. Welcome <sighs> to Scott's Ramblings. <laughs> you know what grinds my gears? <laughs> no, I don't. And you can argue on the other side. So let me just put this out to begin with. Blood Bowl is an unbalanced game, and it's meant to be unbalanced. If you want to take a lower tier team to prove you're a better coach, feel free. Otherwise, let it be unbalanced. That's pretty right? much what I'm going to rant about. Yeah. I don't understand... I don't understand why a tournament feels the need to take a game that they've already play tested and they know it's unbalanced mm-hmm. and you decide to create tiers mm-hmm. or rule packs for different teams. You're going through this with World Cup. Yeah. There was a tournament just a, a couple weeks ago. Um, they had tier packages or whatever. Um, you know, tier one had, you can get five skills. Okay. Tier two, you can get five skills and one double. Okay. So if you brought a certain team, you're at X amount and I'm 
at X plus 30K. Right. Not a big difference in inducements. Like if we were playing in the old rules, there's nothing you could get for 30K anyways. Not a big deal. What you can get for 30K is not even that much that's going to sway the game one way or the other. No, because now you can get, what, the coach or the cheerleader? Right. They had a tier three that had five normal skills and two doubles. So now we're talking 60K. Sure. Which if we were playing in a league game. You would, you would get a, a, a keg or, you know. Card from the old days. Card from the old days. They had a tier four, which was six normal skills, three double skills. So that's a difference of 200, uh, or a difference of like 110K. If, yeah. if you had a tier one team and I had a tier four team, 110K difference. So, Steve, if you had... A tier one team, mm-hmm. and I had my tier four team. I would be a hundred and ten k higher than you in value. Which, if we were playing in league, only a hundred and ten. Well, you get a hundred value in skills. I get two hundred and ten in value in skills. Oh, okay. So the difference is a hundred. Oh, I see you're saying now. So yeah. if we were playing in league play, yeah, and I sat down and I had a. Tw- <laughs> 12, 10 team, and mm-hmm. you had an 1,100 team, you wouldn't just go, eh, don't worry about it. I won't take any inducements. No. It's, it's fair that you have, <laughs> you have goblins and I have dwarves, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> you have <laughs> Norse and I have goblins, and it's okay, Scott. Don't worry about it. You can have that. I know I deserve 110 inducements by league rules, but I'm not going to take them. I think that's I think that's ridiculous. And I'm not trying to pick on any individual or the tournament organizer or the NAF for saying that this is fine or anything. This is just an opinion. So it, for like if we took a look look at the rules for the World Cup, mm-hmm. um, if we do tier one, one point one six plus forty and forty for day two and day day three. Okay. And then tier four is one point two five and then seventy and forty. So there's a difference of 120. Right. Between one and two. So I I want you to argue on the other side. Why should this be? Well, we know that the lower tier teams are worse. Okay. So it is in an effort to make them more. Are they equally worse with all coaches? To an extent, to me anyways, because... To me and you, they they probably are because we're not great coaches. Well, even then, though... The lower tiers, which predominantly are going to just be your stunties, they rely on luck a lot because you've got your ogres, you've got your trolls, you've got your tree men who all have to roll to do anything. You've got all your goblin secret weapons who have sure. secret weapon. You've got super low armor on snotlings and you've got slow movement and low armor on halflings. None of them, if you're a good player, yes, you can do well. But I'm not going to say that they are on the same level as a dwarf team. That good player playing a those two teams, that dwarf team is going to demolish the dwarf, the halfling team for sure. A really good player with a halfling team against a bad player with a dwarf team, that's a much more even um, matchup, and that's what they're there for. Is for better coaches so, okay, to I, take the lower I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. And I'm going to use Jennifer as my new player example. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm going to let's use what's a who's a good coach. Let's do Matt Vanderbilt, or do you want Brian too? Let's go Vanderby. Okay, we're gonna go Matt Vanderby. I beat him. He's no, you know, right in, I, in your mind. Any he's, chance to bring that up, he enjoys. Okay, let's use Matt Vanderby. Yes, and Jennifer, and you had to bet two hundred dollars of your own money. Mm-hmm. Jennifer's gonna play with dwarves. Even before you give me anything, I'm gonna take Vanderby in that bet. And Matt Vanderbilt is going takes. to take a tier four team. Doesn't matter. And then, okay, hold on. Yeah. You're taking Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. So you're going with the better coach. Mm-hmm. What if I said, oh, yeah, by the way, Matt Vanderbilt's also going to get 110 more in skills. Yeah. Are you even more for sure that you're oh, yeah. taking Matt Vanderbilt? Sure. Okay. What if I told you that if Matt Vanderbilt at this particular tournament, had to play goblins. Not only does he get 110 more skills, he also gets two free bribes. Okay. Not cheap bribes, two yeah. free bribes. Still taking Matt Vanderby? Yeah. No doubt? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's say instead of the goblins, he takes halflings. He gets a free chef. My point is, is there's free stuff in addition for the stunty team. So not only are they getting 110 more mm-hmm. inducements or in skills... They're getting a hundred free dollars in inducements, which is a difference of two hundred and ten. Yeah. So so here's okay. I was talking to somebody else, and so they, let's let's not cut. I mean, this is Las Vegas Open. Sure, this is where you came across this. I mean, this is mo- most recent example, but this it, came it's up everywhere. We were, but yes, you you wanted another one to counteract the World Cup when we were talking about this. That's where it came up, <laughs> right? And you're like, oh, this came, this is here. So look at that. But if we look at the results of the Las Vegas Open, first place was Orcs. Okay. Runner-up was Skaven. Okay. Orcs fell in uh, Tier 2. Okay. So they got five normal skills and one double. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the double probably went on the troll. I don't know. Generally, you'd think. Um, so we get down to Stunty. Goblins by Brian 2. Okay, but if you look at where he rated, I think he was a he, top fourth. He fourth. came in fourth overall. Yeah, fourth with goblins. Here, so with what he wanted, let's say that he wanted the tiers to be equal. So we have proof that it's more more equal, but not overpowering, because a really good coach only came in fourth with a, a low tier team. Go go to Brian Two's actual username and okay. look up what he went in six games with goblins win 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 tie win loss okay so he so had Brian four two, wins a loss and a tie a very good coach yeah by before he gets extra skills a very good coach mm-hmm. wins four games one loss and one tie yeah okay he probably had his loss to somebody really good dark elf Two to one. I don't know who that guy is. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's probably top. Well, he's he's probably higher than fourth place since that was in last round. Going into the final round, Brian, two had four wins and a tie. Okay. My point is this. Blood Bowl is unbalanced. When you allow <laughs> more skills for these stunty teams and stuff... The the better coaches are gonna even be even better. I I, I get the feeling that coaches think I want Jennifer Bowen to come out mm-hmm. 
to Las Vegas Open and have fun. She's a new player. You know what? She likes to play halflings. Let's give her a free chef. She gets some extra skills. She can hang with Brian, too, because he's going to bring his Norse team in this Tier 1. Yeah. But what happens is, is the good coaches aren't stupid. They look and go, well, hell, that'd be a good time to play goblins. And yeah. I don't, I'm not knocking them. But I don't blame them at all. Matt Vanderby. Yeah. Number one, I believe number one in the world with vampires. You're telling me he's going to get 110 more K in skills to face anybody else? Right. Okay. That's a different vampires being. That's like in, saying vampires what, being fourth tier. I will disagree with. They're not a fourth tier team. But however, if we look at this in a different way, so based on the rule set of this tournament, you had a really good coach take a much lesser team. They got more skills, I agree, but you're forcing them to play with a team that requires more luck than skill. Now, if you took Brian 2 with his goblin build versus Brian 2 with a dwarf build, who do you bet on? I don't know. You, I would bet on the dwarf team because he's a better coach with a better team. When you start making these better coaches take the lesser teams that require on a lot of luck, things can go bad. Now, if you mitigate your luck, you don't have to roll as many dice, that always helps, but there's always dice involved. Okay. And somebody else that I was talking to, mm-hmm. they were saying that they believe that I think that I think what they were saying is is that they believe that people try to tier some of these tournaments to encourage people to play other teams. Yeah. Like if you're going to the NAF championship and there was no different tiers, I'm not I don't even know if NAF Championship does this. I couldn't tell you. But let's just say it was a big tournament. Yeah. Like the World Cup, for mm-hmm. example. Well, I'm going to the World Cup, and there's no incentive to play goblins. Well, screw it. I'm gonna if I'm gonna get pounded because I'm a terrible player. Mm-hmm. I might as well take undead. Whereas all of a sudden you go, well, I'm not a good player anyways. I'm gonna have fun, get the extra skills, take goblins, so and, I, I can and get a bunch of different races. I can speak to this. Uh, the UK team championship, as far as I understand, I might be wrong on this. They chose to do the World Cup tiering for this year. Now it's different than what they did last year. Part of the reason they did that was try to spread out the number of teams to different tiers. You know, players, coaches going to different teams rather than just piling up on the same eight or whatever. Right. So when they did a comparison, because Mark Davies, or Mike Davies. Davies loves comparisons uh, or data, they did a straight up comparison between this tournament and last year. And again, it might have been a different tournament, but I'm pretty sure it was this tournament. You saw a clear delineation if I'm using the word correctly, um, there was a complete change in the makeup of teams. It was not so much weighted to the front and then a quick taper off. It was a much more even at the top and then a taper off. So it, it, it got what they wanted. Okay. Now for World Cup, when they first came out with the rules, there was a tiebreaker formula that you, the tiebreaker was made up of the points of the tiers you take. So if you take a tier one, a tier two, a tier three, and then a tier four, so that's four, three, two, one. So that's 10. 
and you take two more tier ones. That's 12 points. That's 12 points for tiebreakers versus a team that took six tier one teams, which is six points. So you got a tiebreaker bonus for taking lower tiers. Okay. They got rid of that. Okay. By doing that, it's going to make people not be incentivized to take the lower teams. And we've seen that already. There have been multiple teams that I've talked to, like, okay, well, I'm not going to take a tier three team now because I don't get any bonus for it besides the little bit of additional skills, which are handy. So why bother taking a tier three now when I can just take a tier one that I'm better with? So I think there they actually hurt themselves by doing that. Okay. I get the idea of trying to get people to try maybe different teams. And I think that's what most of this comes to. It's not so much trying to make things equal for the teams, but to incentivize people to take the lower teams. <sighs> okay. I know everybody in the world doesn't go, I want to do the 24. Mm -hmm. And after they do it, they play what they want for a few weeks and then or a few tournaments and they go, I'm going to do the 48. I'm going to do it again. No, there's a lot just of people who just don't care at all. I, I get that. Yeah. So maybe they need to come up with ways for other people, Brian, too, to take goblins. I don't know. But let's go back to your World Cup thing. Mm -hmm. It's the World Cup. Yeah. It's the World Cup. We're trying to crown the best team of the best players in the world, correct? Yeah. Okay. If this was a Magic World Cup, no, there would be no rules or no rule changes to get, well... This type of deck gets played, and this type of deck gets played. These five decks get played a lot, and we never see a small percentage of these decks. So let's change the rules so we get more different decks in there. Whole different type of game, though. Is it? Yeah. It's much more cutthroat. It's more about the, the top level. You want to do the best at tournaments. I think sometimes we romanticize that we're all in it because we love Blood Bowl. I think at the very, very top tables, I bet it's more cutthroat than we think. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not... But we know some of I'm the not top players to, in the world, honestly. Well, that, that's true. We could go straight to them and ask. And maybe it's not. Maybe it is more gentlemanlike. But I don't know. I mean, we're not playing for money. So there, right. there is a difference. So if you're paying, playing for a big check... People change their attitudes versus a plastic trophy. I get that. But. And I think, to your point, uh, the better coaches, if they do see an opportunity to take a better team that's lower but gets more skills, they'll take that chance. But I think this still, they're having to rely on luck more, so it kind of balances out. 210 more? We said it's only 110. Well, if you if you took a stunty team, you got an extra yeah. 100k and some type of inducement. It's, it's still stunty. I agree. There's a big difference. Look, but look, dude. I am not a. I, I do not consider myself a great coach. Mm -hmm. I have sometimes I string together a good three games and I can sneak in and I've won a few tournaments. Mm -hmm. so, same with you. Yeah. I still don't think either one of us is great. We're no. not terrible. No. But I would love to play halflings, which I enjoy playing anyways if I had to play a stunty team. You could give me 500k in inducements. I'm going to lose with halflings every day. Okay. I suck with halflings. I would, I would love to get a free chef sure. and have that extra 110 in skills. That would be amazing. But it's just... 
It is just skills okay. at this point. It's not money, so you can't take star players. You can't take extra players. Maybe in my brain, <laughs> and and I'm sure we're going to hear this at the at the World Cup too. So mm-hmm. once again, I don't want anybody to think we're I'm picking on the Las Vegas Open. No, but you know they would say, "Oh my gosh, there's a goblin team near the top table. It's undefeated after you know day one." Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's really cool. And then I find out Brian Two's playing it. And I say, and I say to myself, like, well, Brian's a good coach, so no wonder. You know, he probably had, like you said, yeah. he probably had some good a little a few good roles go for him, but you know Brian too. He doesn't make roles unless he Right. He doesn't roll the no, dice unless a he has good to. Player, sure. Um, you know, and I'm I'm assuming somebody like Ken Washington or somebody's the same way. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, I was curious about the rule set because some something else was mentioned. So I just checked out the rules. And then when I saw that Brian Two's getting 210K more than anybody else. Yeah. And it's not a slam at Brian Two whatsoever. No. Well, hell, I expect him to do pretty good. And he did. If Brian Two went one, four, and one, uh, one win, four losses, and a tie at the LW, oh, I would. LWO, Jesus. Yeah, the Luchador World Order. No, <laughs> at the Las Vegas Open, I would have said, man, Goblins aren't his team at yeah. all because he's a good coach and he he shit the bed. So don't you, ex- I mean, you would, nobody would go big surprise if Matt Vanderby flew to but the uh, it's still, Las Vegas Open and won it all with but vampires, Brian, you would go, well, what do you expect? He's already the number one coach in the world. Out of six games, Brian Two got four wins, not six. Yeah. If he would have taken a better team, he would he have got, gotten six? Well, I mean, he's he's won I Chaos know. Cup twice, right? I don't know. That's what I'm saying is he he did well, but he didn't win the thing. So there's still so let's look at a tournament like Oklahoma Bowl, right? Sure. We have extra inducements for other tiers. Was everything the same? Every, you build your team the same. Okay. When you sit down, we had a goblin team go four zero. No, not at. Did we at Oklahoma Bowl? Tim Har. Okay. He went okay. four no. So let's let's take that back. Yeah. What's more impressive to you? That for sure. I'm not knocking the players for choosing to take it. Mm-hmm. Every, every I believe almost everybody looks at the tournament rules and goes, even I do this. Oh, sure, of course. Oh, this tournament's coming up. That's where I want to go ahead and play Skaven. That's where I want to, whether it's like, it's only three games. I want to get done playing yeah. Skaven with only three games. Or it's Goblins. I only want to play them three times. It's still an impressive feat. Mm-hmm. Being fourth out of 40 is really impressive. Yeah. I'm not taking that away. I just, to me, <laughs> this is probably just an opinion thing. Everybody's <laughs> saying, shut the fuck up, Scott. I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it, but I'm never going to get it because I'm the guy that's going to play a different team every tournament. Yeah, I don't need an incentive to go up to Three Die Brawl and play Halflings one one tournament because it's just my turn to play some Halflings or whatever. Yeah, I. But every, everybody in the world who listens to this podcast knows I hate tiering. I just if, hate it because if you were going to the LVO and there was no change in the the build between tiers whatsoever mm-hmm. would you ever take a halfling team six games um i would not say never not never 
but because I've taken for, teams. Sure, but you're, you're, it's not a high priority. Now, no. with this rule set, if you were going to LVO and you saw that extra amount of money, would that make you more likely to take a halfling team? Yeah. So isn't that doing what it wants? Kind of, but... It's making more people take the lower teams. If I went four wins, one tie, and one loss... You'd be amazed. I would be happy. Yeah. But at the same time, I would say, well, the rules really slanted in my favor. I wouldn't say, I'm an amazing coach. I just wouldn't. But... And maybe that's me. But... That's not the issue. It's we have a coach who's really good who took a lesser team and didn't win the whole thing. So we know, presumably, that giving the extra inducements is not game breaking. Now, okay. right? I mean, okay. we have to assume that because none of the top three teams, well, at least none of the top two teams that we could tell were uh, a stunty. So the highest stunty had to have been Brian two at four. He's a really good coach, and he took a lowest team. The best he could do was fourth. Maybe he could have done better, but he got some bad dice rolls. But it always comes down to dice rolls. However, it did make him take stunty. And if you were to go, you would probably take stunty. So more Well, I tell you what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't take tier one or two. Right. So more people are taking the lower tiers. Which is doing what they want. Okay. This is the last point I'll make, and then we'll just move on. Okay. Because we're going to argue. I mean, I'm glad you're arguing for that side. I really am. One, I don't like these type of tournaments. Okay. These don't interest me at all. I mean, if you said, let's go to the the LVO, it's to go to the LVO experience, mm-hmm. not because of the rule set. Sure. There's certain tournaments I see it and go, I want to go because that sounds fun. None of these tier things have ever made me go, I want to go because of the rule set. Right. And I've even said that every year we talk about the Downies and we talk about how much fun we go when we go to Iowa mm-hmm. for three-die brawl. It's not the rule set when they had tears. I hated that too. Yeah. That's just me. My problem is I'm going to read off tier one for this particular tournament. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to re- read off the tier one for the World Cup, please. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Tier one for this event was Amazon's. Undead, Dwarf, Wood Elf, Dark Elf, Norse, Chaos Dwarf, and Lizards. We all agree that these teams are very powerful on equal footing. Mm -hmm. But I think we all can agree that new players might have an Undead team, because GW put out models. Yeah. A Dwarf team, because they put out models. Maybe even a converted Wood Elf team, because they came out with Pro Elf models. Dark Elf models, humans can be used for Norse, and I don't have any argument for Chaos Dwarves or Lizards. I feel like if a new person was just got into Blood Bowl, they're going to take one of these teams and they're going to get five skills. Jennifer's going to get five skills, and she's going to go up against Mark Perry, who's playing Nurgle, who has five skills and two doubles, which doesn't seem like a lot. And that's not such a big difference you know, 60 K, but it is, I mean, it really is. Mark Perry's a better coach than her by far. He's probably by far a better coach than me, 
but giving him an advantage just doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like equal footing, I guess is what I'm getting at. But that comes down to the skill level of the coach. Plus the extra 60K. I'm not disagreeing with that, but okay. that's there's no way to counteract that unless we get into the minutia of we get into a system where you can actually determine how good a coach is and then give them handicaps. Okay. Right? I'm not just right. No, that's what I'm saying is if, if the issue is, I don't want handicaps, I guess, <laughs> but if, you don't want better if coaches. Anytime, to get, if any time we sit down to play a blood bowl game, anytime, yeah. anytime we sit down to play a blood bowl game, I go, Steve, what's the value of your team? And you say 1.2 million. And then you say, what's your Scott? And I said, 1.5 million. You go, Oh, cool. I get 300 K in inducements. Mm-hmm. And then you go get something. And then we play a game that's usually always tight, unless it's one of the weird rock, paper, scissors matchups where it's dwarves versus goblins, and I gave you inducements. So what if you took that rule set, but after you sit down, you get to take an inducement? So if the other team's 110 above you, then I would have you take no apothecary. problem with it whatsoever. It's just the fact that there's an advantage. I would have no problem with it teams. whatsoever. No problem with it whatsoever. Okay. None. Even if you gave these tier four teams, mm-hmm. Brian two decides, well, I'm not going to foul anyways with my goblins. I'm just not going to take the two for the two free bribes. Yeah. And then when he plays a, a dwarf team, the difference is 110. And that dwarf team's like, well, hell, I don't know what to take for 110. Um, Give me boomer, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or whatever. I, I have no problem with that. I really don't. I don't know if there's a right answer. I get what they're trying to do. They want to get diversity. Yeah. Yes, they probably made Brian to, in some ways, go, well, hell, I'll give it a try for Goblins. And I'm sure there's other coaches that play different teams. Yeah. I get that. And I, I get the I, – I know that Nurgle, on paper for a league, needs a whole bunch to be competitive mm-hmm. or chaos or whatever. I, I get all of that. But everything has a value. And no matter what we say – a one million goblin team is equal to a one million dwarf team. There's just some rock, paper, scissors matchups in Blood Bowl. I agree. What and what what is tier one in no. the World Cup real quick? Amazons, Bretonians, Chaos Dwarves, Dark Elves, Dwarves, Lizardmen, Norse, Orcs, Skaven, Undead, Wood Elves. Okay, so it's very similar. It is. My only issue with that rule set is in World Cup tier fours, goblins, halflings, and ogres. That's generally what it always is. They suck. Whereas Las Vegas Open, tier four. As um it's vampires, underworld, goblins, halflings, ogres. Yeah, vampires and underworld are both good teams when you give them skills. They can be. Yeah. yeah. I mean But again, all of those require a lot of luck. Vampires, if you get all the rolls, are amazing. I but know. A I, lot I guess of roles. I guess in my brain. I go back to the if you want a challenge. Mm-hmm. Play these teams. I agree. And I still think it's a challenge. I I don't think those skills are as beneficial as the randomness of those teams are bad. And I also believe that Brian Two is a good enough coach. Mm-hmm. In six games, I don't think he would take three losses with Goblins. He, I, I definitely would. If you made me bet $500, I would say he's not taking more than three losses. Yeah. 
three max. But which it, is good in six games. Can yeah, you imagine absolutely. Going to Chaos Cup with goblins. It's hard. But if you went to Chaos Cup with another team, you would probably do better. Okay. That's, All right. So you want to get I, mad I, on at something else? I I just worry about the new player coming in. They're bright eyed. They're happy. They have no idea. Maybe how many how much difference the team value makes up of something, and then they get blown away. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, it's but, my first tournament. I'm so excited to be at the Las Vegas Open. I'm so happy to be at the World Cup. I bought the box set. I have orcs. And then you play somebody and go like, ugh, I play all the time online, and goblins are not that hard, and I got blown away. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I still well, you play Brian, being too, that, so he's a really good coach. Okay, I well, I played Scott Delsing. That's just random. And now he's, he blew me away, and he's not a good coach. No, I just... I okay. think most of that just All comes right, down let, to the... Let's move on. Do you want to take a break before you piss me off with whatever you... I can already tell by the <laughs> way you're grinning that maybe we should take a quick oh, break. Fine. More than anything so we can save so we don't have to record this vamp. We're going to be right <laughs> back and Steve is going to ask something that's going to annoy me or something. All right, we're back. We took a quick break. I cooled down, took a cold <laughs> shower. We agreed to disagree, and I thought Steve was just playing the role of the other side, but he actually just disagrees with me. So he's a jerk, and this no, is I why just, we're both down. He doesn't think it it's is. a big deal. I do. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> okay. You were going to ask me something because I have another topic to talk to you about. Um, yeah, so I kind of brought this up on World Cup Report, which I think... Is the episode coming out this week? Maybe next week? I don't know. Getting all confused. Um, so at Las Vegas Open, Doombeard Dave with Chaos got 41 casualties, which apparently is the NAF record for six games. I don't know if that's true, but this is what he says. So. 41 casualties. In six games. Hold on. Oh, six games? Yeah. So that is, you've probably already done the math. That's nearly I, seven a game. I didn't, but yeah. That's so, a lot of casualties. It's a lot of casualties. So we're talking about Doombeard Dave, although otherwise known as David Arvello. Maybe he doesn't want his name out there. Okay. He's known as Doombeard Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's a lot of casualties. He took chaos. So obviously he took claw palm, right? I assume so. You, you went for casualties at Chaos Cup. How'd you do? Um, I had, I didn't have the claw Yeah, and I don't know what, I, I don't know enough about the Las Vegas open to know how many times they can set, stack skills. I think just twice or something. Or how many they can have. But at Chaos Cup, I played with ogres. I think anyone. Oh, uh, a player may receive a maximum of two skills at 50k or less. 50k or less. So, so hold on a second. So Dave was playing Chaos, so he got five normal skills and two doubles. So he probably had two Mighty Blow pylons. Okay. Or... Pylon Claw or Mighty Blow Claw, whatever. Okay. Um, at Chaos Cup, I played with the Ogres with Pylon mm -hmm. and Block. And it was, I mean, I got like, I think I won that with like 26 or 24. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was really an awful total considering that that was my only goal. Mm -hmm. And I barely won. Did you go for the games. ball? Because we I, know that Chance notoriously did not go for the ball. <laughs> right. right. And I did not really go for the ball ever, except for the last game, because the 
player I was playing against refused to stand his models up mm-hmm. because his dad was also in the running for the best right. casualty award. So while I understand it's Blood Bowl and he was trying to help out his pops. Collusion's it, pretty shitty. It was annoying me, but at the same time, I'm like, well. So did you score a touchdown? I did okay. in that game. I, I The last game I played, I thought, well, here's what I thought. Well, if you're going to get, I don't want to be last place and still not get the, <laughs> I don't want the wooden spoon. Right. So when he wasn't picking up his models, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to beat you and we'll just see what happens with the casualty award. So I won the last game one to nothing. Did Chance score a touchdown when he won it? Um, I believe so. Okay. Apparently, it's a thing in European or English tournaments where if you don't score a touchdown, you can't win an award. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that to encourage not just letting people... To keep from this happening. To where you don't care about the ball and you're not playing the game and you're just going for casualties. I love that. Really? I mean, this is a hard one yeah. because I've always wanted to win something at Chaos Cup. And let's be honest, I'm probably never going to get first, second, or third. Right. And it's so hard to get a defensive award or best offense just because you're probably going to be a top five guy mm-hmm. that gets that. I just don't know if I'm ever that good of a coach, you know, like I can, we, I've proven that I can get to the top five ish tables, but I can't stay up there, you sure. know, after one day I'm torn. Cause I'm glad I got the award, but at the <laughs> same time, how in the last segment, part one of this same segment, we were talking about the tier system yeah, and how, like, I feel like everybody goes, well, of course he won. Best casualties. He let everybody go by him, and he just tried to pound him and pile on him. Yep. So it's not like I really earned it either. I it feels <laughs> like the award is more important when somebody actually plays their game naturally, sure, and they win it. Yeah. See, I brought this up to Drew, and he blew a gasket because he hates it. He, what the not not scoring one yeah. touchdown. He's of the opinion, who are you to so, tell me how to play my game? I'll play it how I want. Well, that's where it walks the fine line. So, like, I guess what I'm saying is, if it's in the rule set that says you got to play your game, mm-hmm. it's, the bad thing with the touchdown thing, that's not 100% an indicator that I wasn't playing my game. Not disagreeing. Getting beat seven nothing. It's a little arbitrary. Which I think Dave got beat seven. Did he not? No idea. I I might be getting stories mixed up, so don't even quote me on that. Okay. Let's say I got beat seven nothing, six nothing, five nothing, six nothing. Okay. I'm obviously going for one thing and one thing only. Yeah. But if I lost one nothing, two nothing, one nothing, (laughs) there's a big difference. So. You know, I don't. So I I don't know how I'd feel about that. If if the rules said you have to at least score a touchdown to get an award, yeah. There's, your choice is like, do I go or do I not go? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Now it looks like uh, Doombeard actually did win a couple of games. Um, See, there, there you go. He beat a chaos team one to nothing. So, okay. But he also beat a goblin team three to nothing. Okay, well that's to be expected though, because if he starts racking up 
Golly, if See, you and rack that's up thing. six to seven injuries per game, yeah. you're going to beat the crap out of them. Yeah. And I would say the goblin coach that played Doombeard Dave wasn't Brian too, obviously. Probably <laughs> not, no. Um, <laughs> so all those skills didn't matter. But the gap was also a lot smaller, too, between that. Because the, <laughs> the Tier 3 team was at, let's see, the difference is only fifty, about 150K. Right. Instead That's of, a wizard. Let's see, is that right? 150, yeah, 150K. Anyways. I don't know. Drew did not like this. Drew was not a fan. <laughs> well, there's a few things that <laughs> Drew, when he gets mad, he gets really hot headed. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> how do you judge how I play mm-hmm. my game? This is my game. If I want to show up with my, my bottle caps as a team, that's what I'll fucking play. Pretty blah, much. blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm an <laughs> Italian mad guy. He, he does have a little angry, Italian streak. Yeah. I'm an angry ginger. But he's also not wrong. It's how, if he wants to play that way, he should be able to. However, he is allowed to. He just may not get an award. So, now we, in our tournaments, have had to institute a rule that you have to play all four games to win an award. I think and that's perfectly understandable. We, you know, we had that one incident where two people at the bottom table decided not to play each other because they, they wanted, wanted to, a trophy. Yeah. So we can take away any award that we want to, and that's within the rules. And I feel strongly, again, if it was in the rule set that said you have to do this to get an award, Mm -hmm. I get it. Yes. Then, you, like I said, you choose not to go or to go. Just like the tiers. If I really hated the tiers, I have to ask myself, is it worth traveling 18 hours to Las Vegas Mm -hmm. by car? You know, blah, blah, blah. Um, Or World Cup or whatever. If it's in the rules, you can't do nothing about it. I, I feel really strongly, and I, I say this even if Dave didn't play his last game and he was at 38 casualties. Yeah. While he's maybe set a record, he didn't finish the tournament. I, I feel really that. strongly. And the more I play Blood Bowl, I know some people have to leave early because they have to go to work the next day or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I also know a lot of people who don't care or think they're not getting anything or they're just too concerned about anything else. And part of me, and maybe it's the tournament organizer in me. That's a lot of it. Sure. I feel like it's almost selfish. Like I'm not going to give you 15 more minutes of my time. I'm going to go hit the bar Mm -hmm. or I'm going to go do this. Yeah. So I'm really unforgiving on if you're not really there to accept the award, (laughs) maybe you shouldn't get it. And, there's a fine line because I know sometimes people have flights that and, that can't be helped. Sure. And that's something that they tell us ahead of time. We do what we can. But, you know. but I really feel strongly about playing all the rounds of the tournament. I agree with you on that. Because, if you don't play every and round. And it's not the same thing. But if you dropped out of a round at Magic, you know, you probably don't finish as high as that. Now, Magic's different. I guess <laughs> so your Magic, way. at the end, you just split the packs and yeah, that's don't play the last game. Do. But if it was an elimination tournament, you'd, yeah. you'd be out. I mean, so, I don't know. Yeah. I figured you'd hate this. Um, I. It's hard to hate something if they tell you ahead of time. But also, I mean, we have I mean, kind as, of agreed as, that we As think much as I'm bitching about these tiers, my mm-hmm. choices really come down to if I was there, if you don't like the tiers, don't play. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, and, and the tournament, like the Las Vegas Open did really amazing. I think they had 40 people. Really? 
I believe they had 40 people, I think, is like a uh, record for them, or, or they only had spaces for uh, 40, maybe? I think so. I think they got limited. So they might have even had, so could have had more people. I don't know. I don't want to be that guy. I mean, Mark Perry played. Oh, okay. And he ran, I mean, he yeah. runs the tournament and he played, so maybe they had one slot left. Or Odd Man Out or something. Um, but still, that's good. Yeah. That's a great tournament. I don't want to be this guy, but we, we passed 41 people today at Fort Oklahoma Bowl. Well, we're not being that guy. We're I know, giving props to saying, them for doing 40. Yeah, That's I good. just want to put Especially it. Especially from what I understand, the Las Vegas Open's more of a Warhammer Oh, thing. for sure. Yeah. So that's that's really good. Yeah. No, that doesn't bother me. Okay, good. Like I said, it's really hard to get mad at something if it's told to you from the very beginning. Yeah. And going to the... One, I don't know how Dave gets... All these fucking casualties all the time. Well, I, I, if Dave I, ever comes to our tournaments, he's going to use our dice, and he doesn't use the tournament. I don't dice? know. I'm just. I just want to put that <laughs> well, the, into the. <laughs> I want to put that into the cosmos that he's cheating somehow. <laughs> well, I know he plays slow jams or something, <laughs> and I didn't know this until recently that I guess he plays music at the table. Yeah. that would drive me fucking nuts. Oh, it it was annoying at Chaos Cup. And I might be, I don't know if I'd be a dick face enough to say I don't want this to happen while we play. But I sure don't want it to happen. <laughs> Remember the but, first Chaos Cup? Dave's a nice to? guy, but I don't know. I don't, oh, I Dave, don't know how I feel about Dave's this. Dave's a great guy. We, we had a dinner, um, Michael and I and some of the guys. Uh, he joined us at uh, Chaos Cup that last year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So, yeah, the... The playing music at a tournament, that's that's a whole other thing. I don't know how I feel on that. Maybe we'll never play when we never cross that. Or, man, or maybe if, we sit across from each other and Dave looks at me and goes, I'm already going to get casualties on this dude. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's Scott. Two, I always get casualties anyway, so we're going to double them. That would be the one game <laughs> where you don't get hurt at all. God, I would love it. So I'm just not even going to do slow jams. But <laughs> I, I don't know how to feel about that. Okay. All right. So, oh, last yeah, on these rule things where you said like the wooden spoon, mm-hmm. how one year at Oklahoma Bowl we had two guys really refusing. They were just trying to pass turns yeah. and everything else because they wanted a plastic trophy, which I get, I do get. Me and Steve different on this too because he <laughs> would sure like do. if I went to Chaos Cup and I, I just like got something. my ass kicked, I'd rather just take the wooden spoon and get something mm-hmm. than nothing. I'm on the other hand, I never want that award. I never really truly want it no matter what. Yeah. And that's what was scary about taking Snotlings to Chaos Cup. Understandable. But again, it's one of those things that if you got the last place by playing Snotlings, it's not the same as a last place taking Chaos Pact or something. True. I really feel on the <laughs> wooden spoon, if you really did try. Yeah. And you still just had bad luck. To me, that's what that award's for. Sure, absolutely. I tried. I played. Mm-hmm. I tried to win. I didn't get it. I'll take my back of the pack. I'll take my whatever whatever the last place trophy is. Yeah. There's there's times where I wish we got rid of that award, but I know it's also kind of like a Blood Bowl tradition. And all I expect is like everybody just to like follow through with that and at least try. Yeah. And if you happen to win it, you happen to win it. It's definitely an award that if we didn't start giving out, I would not miss. I but agree. I'm sure we will. Sure. Um, so how's World Cup 
probably the last thing I have on these many <laughs> subjects that we seem to... These won't last long, and now they've lasted really yeah, long. I wonder if anybody's still listening. Of course. How's the World Cup stuff going? I know y'all been playtesting some teams. A little bit. Um, I played the championship team from the UK tournament. The okay. team UK team championship tournament. The winner of that had an undead team. So I was playing that against Scott's North team. And uh, it was a really good team. Really? Okay. So Scott's trying to determine if he wants to take Ulfwarners or the Yeti and kind of going back and forth. Are you guys as a team, because I'm obviously not in this mm-hmm. um, and it's not going to change because um, I'm not going. <laughs> That's why it's not going to change. Um, are you guys like working together? Like if if I was a member of the team and I said, hey, I think I'm going to play Slon and I'm going to take... Um, I don't know. Name a goofy skill. Dauntless on all yeah. my guys. Would you guys go, no, dude. We want you to try to win as best yeah. you can. We've Let's min-max your team. We've had team meetings. We've put up rosters. We've let people look at them. Okay. We haven't done as much as we probably should, but we have done some. Well, you're doing more than what we traditionally do when we go to Chaos Cup or oh, anything Oh, that's for else, sure, yeah. So. Okay. I was just kind of curious on that. Um more will come as time goes on, I'm sure. I've been super busy just getting everything done with Oklahoma Bowl and getting Pete over here and all that. So I'm sure after this goes, then my stress level will be down. But then we have Chimera Cup, and then we have maybe Rot Cup, and then we have Three Die Brawl. And then There's Mystery Bowl. There's a new this Mystery Bowl which <laughs> popped up on the scene. Yeah, we'll talk about the shout outs. So, but it's going it's, well. It's, Everybody's everything's still planning on going. Well. Oh yeah, no issues wow. with that. Um, the only bad thing is, you know, uh, we've got our uh, Airbnb figured out where we're going to stay. This is where you lose a kidney, wake mm-hmm. up in the bathtub. No, it's a hostel. Oh, okay, but we got that figured out. So it's a really nice place up in the mountains. It looks really nice. We're gonna have a whole house to ourselves for like seven days that we're there. Circle jerk. Um. The flight there, we haven't exactly finalized yet because we're trying to decide because Hess is going into Frankfurt and then Drew, Chance, and I are trying to decide where we want to go. We were thinking Zurich. We were thinking Munich. I was thinking if Hess is going to go to uh, Frankfurt, then he can pick us up in Munich and drive us down because he's getting a car. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why don't we just go into Frankfurt? So we're kind of looking at that. Since we've done that, the prices on the tickets have gone up a lot in like a week, and it's been annoying, but I'm sure they'll go down again because that's how things work. Right. I just set up some Google flight alerts to tell me when things change, and it's like, your ticket went from $1,200 to 1400 I'm like, yeah, that sucks. To 1800 Oh, God damn. Come on. <laughs> so that's the next big thing is determining... Where we're going in, and then we're going to go to Austria for a week for the tournament, then go down to Florence, and then down to Rome and out. Awesome. Should be fun. That's cool. And if I if I ta- if I do all of my work vacation time and everything correctly, mm-hmm. I will have exactly 80 hours, plus or minus, when uh, the time comes. So you can just so I can take get two paid full while weeks. you do it. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's awesome. At least you didn't get shut down and 
forced to use your built-up time and yes. blah, 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 yep. blah, blah, blah. America. <laughs> um, I think that's it. I thought there was something else I wanted to... Oh, I, I did. These things right here in front of us. Sure. And this will be the last one, if it's okay with you, and then we'll go to shout-outs. Sure. In the misery of this uh, podcast. <laughs> so, folks, if... I know we said we weren't really going to talk about Oklahoma Bowl, but I guess we kind of are. Steve handed me the cards for the big deal, which is the Jim, Ginger Mutant Goblin. These look really good. These are from... Star Player Cards. Starplayercards.com, Jason, I believe. Is it .com? I don't know. I just go on Facebook. Okay. It's Jason Weaver. Jason Weaver does a great job. Um, looks he does like, amazing work. Yeah, it looks like the graphic designer did a great job putting this together. Oh, you together. put it together. Oh, that was so, me. Yeah. Oh, hey. No, it looks awesome. Um, and are people supposed to know about these? Are these, were these test things? They're most, the, uh, the, the big ones are tests. These are tests. The, the D10s are tests. The D8s, I have some. Okay. So we are looking at the kickoff dice that we made this year. It's going to be both down themed with the big deal. Mm -hmm. So it has the... Steve style head and then the Scott style head. Three Elix and three Emerps. Yep. And uh, we have black, purple, blue. Mm-hmm. And these are what people are going to receive for yeah, free. Yeah, randomly they'll get those. Get one of those. And then we have white ones extra. White to ones sell. for sale. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. These look pretty good. No, they look awesome. These are from Steve Wolfhard. He actually. Well, I know he did the art. <laughs> well, he actually went in. Th- oh, yeah. Acaro. He went up and cleaned these up. This is our. our, our I can't even Acaro. say. Acaro. Acaro. Yeah. Is the people doing the work for this. And st- what are we yeah. going to do with these and D8s? Since when um, he, he now does custom D8s and D10s. So I got some both down ones for that. Just, just a test. Okay. Are you selling the D8s in the store? I do have some D8s. Um, they'll be at Oklahoma Bowl. And then if okay. I have any extra, I'll okay. put them up online. Anyways, this stuff looks really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I know it's just a kickoff dice, but these are, we use these all the time now in our league. And yeah, they're awesome. So, and I really thought like, why are we doing other ones? And now I'm like really happy <laughs> we are. So Because they're cool. They're yeah. a little unique thing for us. So big, exciting event. Yeah. I guess we're at 41, you just said. We're at 41 that registered. Last? That's nice. It's we're growing. With a month to go. Yeah. It's, it's going to be pretty awesome. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be a lot. It's, you think so? You think we're still gonna have more than sixty? I, I, I don't know. Even if we don't, it's still a lot. I mean, what forty-one people? Yeah, forty plus people. I was thinking the other day, like, you know, obviously, I would like us to have seventy registered by now, just because I would like to get my investment back. But um, we're getting close to breaking even, maybe. If you know, if we get to sixty. I think we will. So this, I'm not really worried. Well, you got to think about everybody. They're recovering from Christmas. Well, no, no. I'm, yeah, absolutely. But what I'm saying is I thought to myself, man, 40 seems kind of low, but it, it doesn't. And then I was like, what the hell am I talking about 40? That's that's insane. That's a ton of people. No, I agree with you. We, we've been spoiled the last couple yeah. of years. You remember the first time we like broke 40? We oh, were yeah. like crapping ourselves. It was amazing. Going, you believe we'd ever run a tournament with exactly. 40 people? So even if the number stays at 41 yeah. and one of us has to play, it's still really good. No, absolutely. It's, it's a just... very consistent event and it's a fun weekend and it'll, it'll be great and fun once yeah. again. So, But we'll go more into depth on that for sure on the primer next time. Yeah. 
All right. I think this wraps it up. We're going to go to shout outs and we'll uh, let you get on to other things. And finally, we come to the. What? The, to what, Steve? The. The what? The. We'll just say it, dude. It's written right here. The. We actually have show notes. Just say. The. the <sighs> shout outs! There we go. I'm tired of saying it. <laughs> well, don't. Well, you won't say it. I gave you the opportunity to just say shout out. You want me to just cut it and. And just cut that. We can put it in every time. No, I'm just joking. We could make an actual beginning song. (laughs) Beginning song. Do a song. This is the shout outs by Steve and Scott. Scott and Steve. There we go. It's done. (laughs) For more jingles, we'll use that from now on. Podcast at gmail.com for all your jingle needs. That'd be a great business. Just so, make really crappy jingles. <laughs> that would be great. Um, what was it on Facebook's? I think the NAF tweeted something about. On Facebook, they tweeted. Sorry. Yeah. They posted on yep. Twitter or did they post on Facebook? Okay. They tweeted something and I tweeted back something. Isn't that a great story? Well, that is an awesome story, Steve. So let me get back to it. So, Sobble, which is... S-A-W-B-B-L. The Swindon and Wiltshire Blood Bowl League. Sobble. Mm-hmm. Exciting Blood Bowl tournament sanctioning request sent off to official NAF this afternoon. Watch this space. And then the NAF replied with a gif of, I know what my decision is, using a gif from Into the Woods. It's a gif. It's a GIF. So I replied saying the rarely seen Into the Woods GIF. And I replied with an Into the Woods one myself. It's a GIF. Okay, fine. GIF. And Naf replied, like at NAF Towers or life at NAF Towers is very much like a musical to be fair. And I replied with a GIF from Shrek the Musical. And they replied, it's more like chess crossed with Friday Night's Lights and Wow. And then I did singing, One night in Dornburn makes the hard coach humble, the pitch a temple, but the winds aren't free. And then I got an applause gif oh, because I did a, a parody of a chess song. That's good. And they wanted me to go through and do the whole song. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. We could have Darren from, <laughs> was it Two Dice Uphill, Downhill? Uh, sing no. it? No. <laughs> he likes to sing songs. Shout out to Darren Olson yeah. for singing Blood Bowl songs. On the podcast that Sing songs. hasn't come out in months. Yeah, I've actually caught up on their episodes. Not hard. Well, I was really behind. <laughs> I realized during the furlough how far behind I was on Blood Bowl podcasts. And then yeah. I pretty much got caught up and stuff. So so it looks like we got a new podcast called Talk Nuffle. Really? I don't remember how many episodes they're at. I, it's It's new. Yeah, it's Talk Nuffle Podcast, and actually it's it's like all jammed together into one word, so it took me ever to find it. Okay. And they have three whole episodes that came out December 23rd, 2018. Well, that's not very long, so that's good for them, right? No, it's not bad. I just wanted to get the thing out. What and country are they from? England. Oh, they're from England? Yeah, they're wow, talking they're about... Wow, they're popping up everywhere over there. Yeah. 
So is it a splinter cell of the anything but a one guys that like, what was his name? Dave. Did he start his own (laughs) podcast? No, I don't, I don't know who, who it is actually. Dave. I've listened to it, but I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. Okay. What do they cover? Do they have like a niche? They were, no, they were covering the UK TC in the episode. So that was neat. They went to it. I'm sure glad we got in when we did to get our niche. Hey, there was a reason I said we have to have a niche, right? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it pays off. And we don't stick to it as much as we need to, but... <laughs> but it still pays off. We always have something to talk about. Interestingly enough, after their last podcast being episode four from March 16th, 2016... We got a new Percy's troll cast that popped into my feed the other day. That didn't go like, this is Percy. Percy. Yeah. yeah. I actually like them. They're big I, fans. I, I, I do too. They kind of do like what but we I used to they do with gone. all the... I thought they were gone. They were for three years. That's what I'm saying. Really? Three? I, I, what I part of March li- 16th, 2016 did you not hear? I've reached that age where you say March 16th, 2016. Yeah. And I think that's not too long ago, and it's three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. I understand. I think about something, and I'm like, "Well, he just played for that team back in 2011. <laughs> he just came. He just came to the league. Yeah. Oh, 12 years like, ago. Hmm. Oh, that was eight years ago. No wonder he's retiring or whatever. Yeah. So I didn't. <laughs> three years. You should. <laughs> maybe you should just. Start over with issue, episode one. Yeah. It was kind of jarring when I was just like, the, <laughs> what? How, what? This can't be a new episode. I was listening to I'm like, the podcast that's a new that episode. doesn't die. It, yeah. it took a, a while for them to regen. regen, yeah. Well, that's cool. Some new podcasts to listen to. They're a little slower. All right. Um, shout out to Glowworm, who emailed us and um, just chatted with us and everything. Yeah, he was talking about having the biggest one-day tournament. Because we mentioned, what did we have last year? 64, 62? I think it was 62, but I cannot remember. can't remember either. We should know this because we want to brag about it. We really should. And it is... It was 60 or 62, and I cannot it remember. It was above 60, so it had to be... Okay, it, I'm pretty sure it was not 64. Okay, then probably 62. But we, he was just confirming that it is the largest one-day tournament. Really? Yeah. It's hard to really... You know, like the Dave thing of yeah. of the most casualties. It's hard to say like this because we don't hear about so many things sure. around the world. And he did mention that um, two drunk flings had sixty at theirs recently. Oh, that's cool. But I mean, it's also England. It's a lot easier to get sixty people. Well, no offense. No, <laughs> you're right about that. It's okay. it's it's not an offense. They have a lot more. One, they have a lot more people that play Blood Bowl. Oh, talking to Pete Nifton, he's like, I can't imagine the scale of America. I'm like, it's England from tip to toe is a thousand miles. We drive 800 miles to go to Chicago. Yeah. And that's, that's not crazy. even, cl- if we want to go to a shore, it's what, 1,200 miles from here either way? I'm not Something like that? I'm not 100% sure on that. It's a lot. That's crazy. Yeah. I, yeah, you don't think about that, but I know that they talk like, oh, we had to travel like, a whole two hours or mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm like, that's nothing. No. That's nothing. No. We, I wish there was Blood Bowl tournaments only two hours away. Yeah. We'd go to them all the time. <laughs> exactly. Back in the old days, you know, Sis and I would get bored. We'd go to Tulsa, which is about two hours away. 
to hang out or get dinner. Right. Just to do. Uh, All right. What else you got for us, buddy? Wanted to give a shout out to Bromley Blood Bowl League. Uh, they're on Twitter. I've been messaging back and forth. So. Oh, that's awesome. They just wanted to shout out. That's great. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not on Twitter much anymore. I, I see that. It's always You can always tell when you log in. Why? Because like, I'll tweet a bunch, like <laughs> yeah. five things in like two minutes, bam, bam, and then bam, nothing gone. again. Boom, gone. Yeah. It, it's, I reply to stuff, but I don't think I'm interesting enough to put stuff out. So I'm just kind of lurking most of the time. When you do the social media on Facebook, yeah, it feels redundant to do it. I feel like the same people are following in both areas. But, you know, Facebook... But really, we should do it all. We almost them. have... Not, I think we're at 800 and... 80 people man my followers on and then on twitter twitter f- is fallen below a thousand. Oh, they got rid of all the bots <sighs> maybe yeah i need some of you non-bot people to come follow <laughs> at fat finley on uh twitter yeah whenever people follow me i'm like i'm sorry you're not going to get anything interesting out of me <laughs> I should retweet some of the, the porn on my feed. <laughs> Maybe I'll get more hits that way. You know, that's how you got the, the old people. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we got an email from Kevin Weisnant wanting to talk about the 2019 Barnyard Pigskin Classic in Greenville, South Carolina on April 27th. Barnyard Pigskin Classic. I like that. They better have barbecue. Uh, close. That'd be awesome. Or free pork rinds. Also awesome. You like pork rinds? They're okay. No. I mean, at times. <laughs> okay. I was trying to say, I was shocked if you like pork rinds. No, I've... Growing up, Dad would have them every once in a while, and I would eat them, but they're not great. They're just weird. But you can go on Facebook and just look up the Barnyard Pigskin Classic. I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Uh, shout out to Bjorn Anderson, head coach of the Treefoot Musky Ears. Yeah, he actually hey. signed his email that way, so... That's, that's how hey, you should do it. That's that's love for Blood Bowl. He was talking about how one player uses cards in their league. But um, they think that uh, he is a, a special individual. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's we're, like, we're, we're talking about the, the player cards, folks, yeah. from the what we think is filler, and we get in trouble if we say that on <laughs> Facebook. The thing <laughs> that we religiously have now found three people i think that have ever used them right and just no one gets it just makes no sense (laughs) but he thinks they're special yeah i bet people think i'm special too um but he's from a small town sweden they have 14 players well they have more than oklahoma yeah and they even (sighs) made a cool looking trophy very pretty and then half our people move away like yeah we had a really good starting we have to do demos Paul Paul Wright moved away because he got a girlfriend. Yeah. Michael moved away because he got married and then stayed in Oklahoma for many years and got a better job in yeah. Utah. Screw all those people. Mm-hmm. Plus all the other guys. <laughs> uh, shout out to Alex Warmel for the, he does the water bowl. Uh, and that takes place as we're recording right now. So pretty um, much, unfortunately, if you're here in this and you own a time machine and you missed water bowl, Please go back February what, 16th, 17th, yeah. I believe. Yeah, we didn't get it out in time. I did tweet about it, and I did Facebook it. So They are doing a charity raffle, which we did donate in name of the podcast, to raise some money for prostate and testicular cancer research and prevention. 
and I I sent them some, and I said I got to protect those balls. So there you go. And I'm pretty sure, like I said, it's probably over by now. But you may still be able to send some money to waterbowl at hotmail.co.uk through PayPal, or just contact them. They'll probably be doing it again in the future, and just help out if you can. Uh, shout out, I guess, in a way, or let's talk about Mystery Bowl 2019. It sounds like the influence of maybe the Chimera Cup up in Springfield yeah. has got some of the locals to create their own tournament where we could go play and just be a guest. We it will be awesome. We can show up late and get our badges late and throw them off <laughs> and then go eat food Barbecue and then door. show up late. Mm-hmm. And just like not have to clean up or worry about dice yeah. or anything. It's amazing. And Joe Smith is running it. He's a great guy. He comes down to our tournaments. We've hung out with him plenty of times. So so my notes say here that uh, it's on Saturday, uh, July 20th, mm-hmm. 2019. And I don't know if Joe talked to me or not, but he, it is on a weekend where I do not have children. Nice. It's so, like a 50-50 anyways. So mm-hmm. it's really not that hard. Well, it is a 50-50, but it's a... Uh, Last year, it seemed yeah. to be, you know, 90-10. <laughs> so, that's good. Um, next person I wanted to give a shout-out to was Jonathan Ryden from Reddit. Um, he's also from Sweden. Jonathan. A lot of Swedish people. Jonathan? Jonathan. That's an interesting probably, name. Probably Jonathan or something like that. Right. But, no, know, that's interesting. We're American. So... Man, that's like a good Blood Bowl name. I saw him. I'm using that. I saw him on Reddit because I'm on Reddit and they have a Blood Bowl forum. Oh, don't they have porn? They do that as well. Okay, that's where you're on Reddit I, for. Is that the 4chan Reddit thing? What? No. 4chan's a different thing. <laughs> okay. I haven't been there in years. Sure. No, there's no need. Oh it's my God. There was nothing creepy. more painful than you and Brian Hills freaking each other out. But look at this. <laughs> oh, look at this. Oh. Uh, and laughing. They're. No. And I was like, I don't want to see it because you can't unsee things. There are things you cannot unsee. Yep. Anyways. Um, But uh, talk to him a little bit on Reddit. He put out a question trying to find physical coins to use in Blood Bowl. And I was like, why would you need physical coins in Blood Bowl? And he goes, well, we do... Like metal ones? Yeah. Okay. He's like, well, we do a lot of RPG aspects of the game and we want a physical coin. So I go, we do a podcast on the RPG side of Blood Bowl and Fluff, I still don't understand why you'd need it. He goes, well, we do things a little differently. I'm going, well, I'm curious now. Okay. So I was like, send me more info if you do. He writes an amazing email talking about his league, the Gore Bowl. Is this stack of papers, this email? Mm Mm-hmm. One. It's it's a lot of pages. Two. Three. Four. I'm not exaggerating, folks. Holy crap. Five, six, seven, eight. Eh, this page eight and a half. Eight and a half pages. Is this all him? Pretty much, yeah. So, oh wow. We're not going to get into the particulars, obviously, but he does go into great detail not only about his love of the game, but his personal life and how the game has actually helped him through a lot of issues. And that's a, not an unusual thing that we hear. There's a lot of people that use their hobbies as a way to cope with certain stressors in life. Hell yeah. Which we know a lot about. A difference between Scott being stressed out or going through things and Scott 
going through those same things and finding some time to either go play some board games, Blood Bowl, or even just having some quiet time to read is night and day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody has to have something. I need that escape. So I get it. But his email, um, he goes into depth on his league, and the role play that we talk about is minuscule to what he does. Really? It's amazing. Um, I'll have to read this email. Just a bunch of stat keeping, like every time you dodge, every time you throw a block, you're successful. You know, if you fail, then you get negatives and um, different random things at creation of players and different random things after the games and is it you didn't play second edition would you say it sounds more complex than even second edition blood bowl maybe so the the difference is second edition is more about the actual play of the game blood bowl which is more difficult whereas this is more secondary aspects to the game Okay. Because the rules to second edition are kind of convoluted, especially since we're used to the current rules. But this is more outside influence of the games and what the games can do and leveling people up and stuff. So it's, it's just different. But it's, it's just very... He took a lot of time to write it and just wanted to say very appreciative. Hell and yeah. It's very awesome. Is this why you printed this out so mm-hmm. I could read it? <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that because that would strain my eyes reading out. <laughs> yeah. I sent it to Scott and it's like, I'm looking on my phone. I can't read this. I'm like, okay, well, I'll print it. <laughs> I didn't know this was the same guy. That's cool. Thank you very much. Uh, is it Jonathan? Jonathan Ryder? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you very much for sending this. I mean, I think it's... It blows my brain. I know we always say, please send some emails or whatever. It blows my brain that anybody sends an email at all. Yeah. Let alone, like, really take the time to write something, especially when it's meaningful and stuff. So that's really cool. So appreciate that a lot. And uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Sean Burke in Australia. He's, yeah, going, he's going through, through some, some physical stuff. Back in the hospital, but not unusual for him, unfortunately. But Man. he's getting it all worked out. Yeah, I mean, not to get all philosophical here, but this is where, you know, like, everybody has their beliefs, and it's like, man, I see that, and I'm just like, I really hope the afterlife is as amazing as we think, where (laughs) people are, you know, not hurting and stuff. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm not saying I want them to die. (laughs) I know that sounded, like, creepy, but... Uh, I wanted to say something, I was like, (laughs) no, I I shouldn't. I didn't mean it that way. I meant just, like... Well, hopefully I can put him out of his misery. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I meant like you take your normal life and you think about your ailments and it's Yeah. It is a fraction of what so many people go oh, through. Oh, no doubt. The hell that the physical and mental pain that a lot of people go through. Mm-hmm. So like well, I'm thankful every day for what I have and I mean I know, but we also find ourselves going like, God dang it, my back hurts today. Oh, sure. And bitching and moaning when some people can't get out of bed at all mm-hmm. and stuff. So like, I wish I had a back. Okay, <laughs> exactly. Thanks, Grandpa. You're complaining about your stomach. I don't have a stomach anymore, <laughs> and there's really people like that. I'm so. just a head with two arms. Okay, <laughs> fine, you win. <laughs> I'm a squig. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, and I believe unless you have something. Okay, so yeah, I have one more shout out. This is not Blood Bowl related, but this should get out in time. Um, I know um, Zlurpcast often used to talk about the Super Show game, the R- SRG Super Show, mm-hmm. or SRG Universe Super Show game. Um, we've mentioned it here. You know, we go up to Chicago for, for first couple of years. We played it. We were the 
tag team champs and all that right. stuff. You were the the main champ for I a mean, whole year while I, you toured the world. I went as big as I could, so then I retired, obviously. Right, right. You've, yeah. You've only had one loss on your record. Mm-hmm. And, and same that with was, me as a tag team champ. That was, Anyways, uh, yeah. And I know like other Blood Bowl listeners like Dave Monroe and stuff, uh, they play the game throughout the world. Mark Perry, yeah. Mark Perry plays it. A, a lot of us do, actually. Uh, Doug Saunders as well. They're doing a Kickstarter. It did incredibly well. It is still going on. Um, if you get in on the Kickstarter, there's a lot of free stuff. So if you like pro wrestling at all and you think and you like games, maybe it's a good time to try out this game and get a lot of freebies and you know the Kickstarter stuff. Yeah. Um, Anyways, uh, I mean, you and Jennifer have characters in it. Me and Jennifer have characters in it. We we met Steve Riss, the the owner of the company, and, and his wife. This last cast cup, they they really are really nice people, and, and the game might finally be growing bigger than maybe that those two can handle, yeah. which is probably a good thing that the game is doing so well. For sure, yeah. Um, but anyways, it's a. Uh, Probably by the time this shows, I think the Kickstarter goes until March 2nd. So if you're even remotely interested or you've heard us talking about it in the past, you're right. We have a we have a league down at Wizards Asylum and stuff. Um, it's pretty fun. I'm still the tag team champions <laughs> with the Italian Bombata, not Scott Prime. But, <laughs> but Scott Prime, this last tournament, won a match where it's basically our Money in the Bank match. So I have a shot, title shot whenever you want. Yeah, the, the, the crowd that was there, uh, a few people missed. And one guy suggested, like, we ought to just do a tournament that you can have a title shot whenever you want. And you can insert yourself in a match. And I was like, if that's what y'all want to do. And then Scott Prime won the tournament. I was like, <laughs> hell Yeah. <laughs> pretty fun it's prime time (laughs) yeah good times good times so shout out to the wccw crew as well at wizards that's wizards championship wait is it wizards (laughs) championship card wrestling or is it wizards card championship wizards championship card wrestling i think that's what it is but anyways a super show game just go and, to Kickstarter and search for SRG yeah, or Super actually, Show. Actually, if I would, if if you're interested, go to Kickstarter and just search for uh, Super Show. Okay. And then finally, we have an email from Andy Cook. Actually, he, mess- he messaged me on or us on Facebook, but told him to email us. Okay, it's easier. So he says, "Hey, both down guys, with old Warhammer characters being in the new Spike Journal, so Sila and Figrim, Kareth, Crack, and I." And Ivan Deathshroud. So, Ivan Deathshroud, he sent some pictures. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Looks just like Krell from the fluff of Warhammer. Really? Okay. Yeah. Has the helmet, and it just has both. Go look it up. It's real interesting. Krell? Spell that for me. K-R-E-L-L. Okay. Um, then he continues... What now gone Warhammer fantasy characters do you or your listeners think will show up in future Spike journals? Hmm. Well, it's an extremely interesting question. However, neither one of us have uh, played Warhammer fantasy or anything. So my only experience with Warhammer fantasy is when they had a Warhammer fantasy role playing game in the late 80s, early 90s. Me, the original guys who played Blood Bowl with me, Robert and Gary, we bought the role-playing book, and we played Warhammer like it was set in the Blood Bowl universe, you know? Yeah, I remember you having that book, and I 
with always wanted you to run an RPG on it. It would have been fun. Huh. I I don't know enough of those. I mean, could we see a Sigmar-type character, even though he's like a god type? I don't know. So he did end up messaging that uh, if the rumors end up being true that halflings are next, which yeah, they are, uh, I think we might possibly see a new halfling star player that's based off Lumpen Croup, a, special, a halfling special character for Dogs of War who had his own little unit who might have a cool chicken helmet like Griff used to have. Hmm. Because I guess that unit had a chicken as their emblem. So, it wasn't. Um, for the Slon, there was a, I believe it was Lord Croak or something like that. Yeah, Lord Croak. Um, or Kermit. I don't know. I guess he's been in the fluff, hasn't he? Because we had a Kermit. Kermit. Q-E-R-M-I-T. Maybe. Maybe so. I, I, it's been a while since I hit Wikipedia just to look up old Warhammer things. To, right. To find out stuff, but it's so interesting. If anyone out, th- out there has any other corollaries between new star players and old Warhammer That is interesting. Guys, Without looking up, like I said, stuff on Wikipedia and reading about it. Yeah. I couldn't give you any, but it's pretty interesting. Yeah, and I figure, you know, everybody out there has played more than I have, so what would I know? Well, some of these guys have started in Warhammer. Yeah, that guy looks just like... So, looking at Krell now, and uh-huh. he's got the the horns and the... I don't know what, what you call that. I guess a, a furry... Mohawk thing? Mohawk. Huh. And then you look at... Ivan the Animal Death Shroud, he's got the horns and a mohawk. Yeah, I and can skeleton see face. And I can see the connection. I'm not convinced it's 100%, but it sounds a, like it, this guy knows more than we do. On yeah, this, it's uh, at least, I mean, Krell has a, a sh- bat. He's, he's got these skulls on him. Oh, is that the miniature itself? Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's got the skulls up there, and then we've got skulls on Ivan. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it seems to be at least inspired by or something. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, cool. Thanks for the information, Andy. Yeah. And like I said, if anyone else has any, just let us know. and We'll be happy to pass it along or just see it. It's pretty cool. That's great. That's all I got. That's all I got too, man. Okay. We, we did a good, you did a good job today, Steve. Eh, we did an okay job. Okay. This is like on your scale of the stories. This was an okay episode. We're not. We're not good. We didn't get. It, I guess is. It good. depends. I think we're gonna have some viewers who look at this and go. Viewers. viewers, listeners, <laughs> listeners. I mean, they might view us. They might try to envision us as they hear our voices. It's true. And they might say this is a really good episode. Not great, but good. Right. And other people are not. I guess even good st- is better than okay, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. so, right? Yeah, it is. You're right. And a few people are going to say it's bad. And a few people are going to be dicks and say, well, only the parts where Steve was really good. Fuck you, Phil Bonarek. <laughs> and, um, well, he is getting to stay here for free. He kind of has to. Oh, okay. Besides, he likes to try to give me a hard time. Yeah, of course. And he really wants to, like, give em- you a em- hard time. Em- embrace you. Oh. In a special way, Steve. Eh, possibly. <laughs> Who could blame him? So Phil's coming? Yeah. I know this is, a little, this is the part where we just ramble. So uh, is Jeffro coming? Mm-hmm. Wow. We have, I have a few people staying with me. Cool. 
I have Joe Roberts staying with me. Yeah. And Brian, too, who did exceptionally well <laughs> because he had extra <laughs> skill sets. Uh, Brian, too, I challenge you to bring goblins to Oklahoma Bowl, and let's see how you do on equal footing. There we go. We got us a challenge. <laughs> I would never do that. Good Lord. Goblins are so bad. They're better than halflings. Oh, my gosh. I uh, hate them. I hate I, them so much. Uh, we will be back next time, a couple weeks or so, with just a... Oklahoma Primer. So if you don't care about Oklahoma Bowl, don't even listen. Isn't that fair? Yeah, that's fair. Unless you just like our yeah, voices. I mean, it's pretty much but we're going to break it down and make sure that you built your teams correctly and all yeah. that stuff. So. And talk about all the new stuff we've done. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you want to know if your team name is Both Down Approved, send a tweet to at BD Approved. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Welcome to Both Down, episode 89, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. From the shores of Blood Bay. Wait, no. Oh, God. Bad we got to start over. Bad no, you just, you just fucked this up. Was it Bad Bay Hackers? I don't know. I didn't read the books. <sighs> start over. I finally do it in one try. You fuck it up.